second. So are we good to do, we can do, do a show? Yeah. All right. Jen, you okay? All right. I'll take that lack of an answer as yes. I, do, I, I, I said, I Jen, are you okay? Uh, we're going to play the staring game on this audio only adventure. Like <laughs> a blinking contest. Today well, is an hour long blinking contest. Is that what is that? <laughs> do that. Crush I always it. lose the no blink contest. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No blinking contest. Otherwise, it's just a lot of people blinking. Maybe they, maybe the listener could hear our eyes fluttering. Oh, with those new eyelash things that I see them, uh, the quick. They, are they? Too fast. There's some commercial that uh, has appeared a couple times on TV about some magnetic eyelashes or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, I've you seen gonna, that. Magnetic? Are you gonna get some? No. Know, How could something. that possibly stick to my eyes? You're made of metal. <laughs> I don't. You have a robot head. Not to have magnets on your eyeballs. Why? Oh, what do they do? Well, no, they suck out your retina. Oh, that, okay, sounds great. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous. I am Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. Jen Murphy. And, and uh, at some point, uh, Silent Ed will be coming over. Uh, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie says he's on his way. <laughs> I told him. I told him yesterday. I thought we were going to do this at eleven, and he. And then I saw. And then I turned my phone off for a second. And I turned it back on. And when I turned it on, I saw a text from him saying. Oh, well, I'm going to be late then. I have to drop, you know, my wife and kid off at the Burbank Airport. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, if you can't make it from Bob Hope's airport to Brian Irwin's house in under an hour. Thanks for naming both of us. I go, I go, (laughs) then Bing Crosby's going to be here to beat you up. (laughs) There we go. And he he started laughing. And then I saw the other text was you moving it up to 10. And then me going, oh, yeah, 10 to 10. He can't do that. And then I was like, and then I keep setting up pictures of Bing Crosby and being like, Gates open. We've already started. Gates open. Come in and Bing Crosby waiting here to beat you up. <laughs> oh, so you side texted. You know how you start the group text and then you move on to individual texting? Well, just, which confuses oh, yeah. some people because they think they're having. Well, I mean. You're, you're a side texter. I, I, you'll, you jump out and uh, you'll individual text. Well, if it doesn't pertain to, like, if, if I think it's something that, like. It do, no, your, your statements are usually generic. That's why it's funny that when you do it, because it takes me a sec to figure out that that's what you've done. Why didn't Eddie just drop his family off early? They can hang out at the airport. <sighs> can they? Is, it's not is safe. Is him being late to this, this is a huge... More oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. First of all, I can only imagine Ed going home after this <laughs> podcast with no family there and just like, <laughs> what, what, what do I do? I feel like he's going to sleep. He's going to do the same thing that he always does. Sli- yeah, he's well, going to continue to build the Death Star out of made out of Legos. He's been <laughs> doing that he since spent $17,000 on it, and it takes only uh, 48 years to I, get it done. So. He hasn't finished it? I don't, I don't know if he has or not. I mean, those things. I feel like he's going to go to sleep for 48 hours. <laughs> we'll he may. find out when he gets here. Well. He may. What depressed, dark, 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 depressed people do, especially the characters. Okay. All right. no, well, I, I, I was just saying that he doesn't get a lot of it sleep. It was a joke. Relax. He's calm down. He's going to buy a hoagie and a bag of chips. Why? Is he from Philadelphia? <laughs> going to have a hoagie Does he eat and a hoagies? bag of chips. Have you gone hoagie eating with That's him That's what men do when they're wise leaves. They, get, they just get really big, huge <laughs> footlongs. Is that what... What an insight to uh, what married men do hey, when their yeah, wives yeah. go out of town. And they <laughs> eat potato chips. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you on the sandwich thing. <laughs> uh, I am. I do love sandwiches, but I also I eat sandwiches when my wife is home too. It's not like oh she's gone now I can eat. Like she knows I like food. Yeah, but you just eat twice as much when she's not there. Uh, I, maybe yeah, I used to, but I don't think anymore I would do that. Although I might be inclined to order a, p- a whole pizza and eat that. Can you eat the whole thing? Jen, look at this body. Do you think I got this body not eating a whole pizzas? <laughs> 
can I eat the whole thing? Why are they getting so Haven't you ever seen a hot dog eating contest? People, men can eat a lot. It's actually, disgusting. there's it's usually small people, which is very it's weird. It's Asians never, it's never the fattest people. Actually, Joey Chestnut won this year. He ate seventy-five but, hot dogs. But wasn't there a small Asian woman in the female category that could just down their throats yeah, her name there. is like M- Mimi or something no, like that. Asians. And I mean. Uh, We'll get back to that in just a second. <laughs> and Kobayashi, the the really small guy, he he had the record for a long time, and then he got banned from the Nathan's contest. And like three or four Fourth of Julys ago, he held his own hot dog eating contest down the street, <laughs> and and I think he, you know, decimated whatever they had done at the Nathan's thing. I think he wailed on that number, and uh, and then I think I I don't know where that guy's been, but Joey Chestnut, this guy who's won it a couple of times, won it again this year. I forget, is it just the hot dog or is it a hot dog and a bun? Hot dog and a bun. And you a have bun. to. And what they do is they do eat they it. vomit it out later? They they might. I don't but know. They can't. They I don't know can't. what the secret is. They, would no, no, not not they, not during the ch- during the actual. They can't contest. while there's cameras rolling. Oh, no, no, not during the. Contest, yeah, they might go home and throw up and then take a huge hot dog dump. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or not, one. right? That probably will. Oh, uh, dude, back I can't you up. imagine being because, like, they do. The the funny thing is, is like they do, they do. It's gotta be a lot practice. of rectal bleeding in that uh, sport. I don't think it's as it's as. Cr- <laughs> I think like have you ever been? You know, you ever had like a you know so New gross. Year's Day or whatever? Well, you're hungover. You just eat way too much, and the no, next not day, not like, no, not like forty-seven hot dogs. <laughs> no, forty-seven. What kind of no? Seventy-five. Oh, my God. Um, you could die. That could kill your intestines. What's the it? most amount of hot dogs you've had in one sitting? One. <laughs> oh, two, maybe. Really? Two. Oh. I'm going to go for two. All right. What about hamburgers? Uh, never more than one hamburger. Okay. What's uh, How many? Like, have, you ever, have, you ever eaten, have you ever eaten a whole pizza? No. In one sitting? All okay. of that meat going into you, passing through all your intestines, that has to be dangerous Well, first sometimes. of all, I love, I I love that you call it meat. Like a hot dog, <laughs> all that meat. It's like other intestines going through your intestines. Oh. I'm surprised nobody's died. Um, well, I don't, like, try to hold it in. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like That's why I wonder if they just immediately vomit it back up I and just know. get it out of the system. You I just don't know how you could put that much, how the stomach can handle that much in one. Well, they do. Yeah. They, they work up to it. I mean, now it's back they, to they the don't Asian just thing. Do you hear what she said uh-uh. about the Asians? Go ahead. Tell them what I your theory is. I said that they probably win a lot because things slide down their throat easier. Why? Because they eat a lot of like squids and stuff, and just swallow them. They're all slippery, and the, they know how to swallow things whole. Well, I I think everyone's <laughs> at the same. First off, hold on, hold on, before you start talking, John, I want to describe <laughs> the. I, I'm trying to figure out how I can describe the look on John's face as he's trying <laughs> to. He's really trying his hardest with with the look on his face to truly see if there's any statistical <laughs> factual. <laughs> Truth, possibilities, <laughs> anything is. pertaining to your theory, the look on his face. There is. There's not. What what they do in the contest, though. It of looked, them I, but actually, he just may have narcolepsy and was just falling asleep during it. I don't know. The, what they do, though, is they dip the, they separate the bun and the dog and they'll dip the dip bun in, in water. water. And again, so, making it slipperier. Right, but that it doesn't make it slipperier for an Asian person as compared <laughs> to Joey Chestnut, who is a white fatty. You know, why is this? This is just gonna, now we're calling them slippery throats. It just sounds so racist all of a sudden that it's just. I didn't call them thir- slippery throats. Where did your th- where did this come I from? I said they may have an easier time swallowing things. Then that's not racist at all. It's like how Mexicans can eat spicier food than us because they're trained. They train how, how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go in this conversation? How, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go, Trump? Where do you want to go with this, Stephen Miller? Why is it racist to say? It's not. I'm just messing with you. I'm just. I like I like to people. I'm trying to say this on stage now that 
people are like, uh, as you get older, you lose your hunger for life. And I'm like, I haven't lost my hunger for life. You know, I mean, I might not be Joey Chestnut, 75 hot dogs on the 4th of July hungry, but <laughs> I'm definitely John Huck in his car by himself eating $15 with a Taco Bell hungry. I can I still like I can still do it every once in a while. I think, wouldn't you agree, though, the older you get, the less often you do it? Like, Well, it's just not as enjoyable. Like, it, it, when you're younger, like, pigging out was fun, and then the next day, you're like, oh, man, we ate like pigs, and now you pig out, and the next day, you're like, I think I need to go to the hospital, man. <laughs> Yeah, it almost you can almost have food hangovers the same way you have drinking hangovers when you get over forty. Well, that, I when I was in college, every Sunday, yeah. oh dude, getting Fo- ready to watch the football game, I would go down the street uh, to o- uh, not Oakland Euros. There was a Euro place on North Avenue in uh, Milwaukee, by University of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Where I went to school, and I would every Sunday, like clockwork, I would walk over there and get me a couple of euros, a cup, like a huge thing of fries and just a ton of soda and just that was the beauty eat of myself it. into gluttony. It was just I would disgusting. tell myself it was a cheat day, although the rest of the week I also ate like a pig. So <laughs> I didn't, you know, that's the only thing I will say about college is that due to lack of funds. Isn't that funny how you, you get spent, skinny you, because you you're You save your money for your big event. I had my big event with Sundays. Yeah. Well, oh, that, you had to save your money all, all week for the euros? Well, that and mo- a lot of it was spent on... Drugs and beer and college. Marijuana sticks. Marijuana sticks. How many marijuana sticks did you buy (laughs) in any given weekend, Brian? How was that? And who's your marijuana stick dealer? Because I bet that guy was legit. Sounds sounds like a car dealer. (laughs) They deliver marijuana sticks now. Do they? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, it's because it's because everything's legal now. Yeah, we delivered to your house. I just saw a billboard on the way down here. Oh, from Ease. Yes. Yeah, they got billboards all over the place. Why not? Who cares? They're all over my neighborhood. Can you get alcohol delivered to your house? I sure. believe so. Yeah, yeah. But but no, wait. What's the age for uh, uh, now that it's legal? What's the what's the age for the marijuana sticks? I th- I think 18, it's right? I think it's either eighteen or, or twenty one. I, I think no it's I think it's t- it might yeah. be twenty one. But I'm so old that like no one shows up at my door going, "Ooh, I'm gonna need to see an ID, sir." It's like, okay, pops, here's your <laughs> here's your bag. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks. Interesting. So maybe I'll just do that. Maybe I'll get my. Can I get Can I get candies? Yeah. Marijuana stick candy. Gummy bears. Well, I mean, it won't won't be in the shape of a stick. It'll be in the shape of whatever the candy is. Well, the sticks are the ones you smoke. Oh, okay. Oh, no, you can't get candy because you have kids. That's dangerous. They might find it. Uh, no, I would get uh, what did, chocolate. Garrett, which is Garrett said, get eat a little chocolate. Is that what you do at you night? Get chocolate, gummies. Yeah, but you better hide it. Cakes. Well, yeah, of course. Power no, bars. I'm going to leave it out right next to my loaded pistols. <laughs> 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 Trick or treat, either take some uh, marijuana sticks or Did a loaded gun. Did you just hear the story <laughs> of the kid who ate a bowl of what he thought was cereal, but it was meth pills, and it was like 18 times the lethal dose. He ate a bowl of meth. First of all, what kind of taste buds does this psycho have that he <laughs> thought he was eating a bowl of cereal and was eating meth pills? For, and then, what are meth pills? I don't know if it was like... Just pills? I don't know if that's what they're called, but because he thought it was cereal, I'm assuming it was in the form of some round... Is he dead? Oh, that's sad. How old was he? Well, now the story's getting sadder. No, well, it's, a, it's yeah. just another it just category bring, of I fucking hate people category. That's I'm trying all it to is. drill home that you should not be getting candy. Okay, thank you, Jen. I'm a fairly responsible individual that's not going to feed my kids <laughs> meth crunch cereal, <laughs> first off. Uh, so I can tell you right now crackers. that's not, that's not going to happen in this house. Do you I'm, think I'm, that I'm, father was more upset about his son dying, or they lost all that meth? I'm gonna go with the meth. I'm gonna go with the meth. You're a piece of shit that has a bowl of meth laying around, and your kid accidentally eats it. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. And my guess is you were more worried about your shitty meth than you were about your fucking kid. Yeah. I don't know. Let's if ask you were worried about your kid at all in the first place, maybe you don't have bowls of meth lying around. Yeah. Fucking 
train spotting. What do you guys think of my really big trophy that I put out that no one's acknowledged? Oh, I, I love it. Seems yeah. like you're trying a little hard. I saw it. I just <laughs> didn't know it was new. <laughs> you think? Uh, what is it for? It is. Well, how tall do you think that thing let is? Me, let me read it. Three feet. City of Los Angeles Department of Recreation yeah, and going. Park Municipal Sports Softball. Softball. Wait, is it yours or Spring, your Spring, summer, 2018 finalist. Yeah. Now, f- first off, that's the longest title for an award. Yeah, that's annoying <laughs> to Second say. Second of all, um, <laughs> that's, not, that's that? not even the first place trophy. Is the whole team on the trophy? You play four on four? <laughs> There's no pronouns. Isn't that, that there's I, a woman? There's a woman on there. So okay, a couple things. One, technically, it's not mine. It's the team for the adult softball team. But you you're on. the only one with a house. We big came enough in to hold se- it. second place. <laughs> That's the second place trophy. That three foot tall trophy. The in the li- li- you know sticking to the rules, everyone gets a trophy. Oh, the team yes. that won got the same size trophy, and I, I just kind of was like, all right, guys, well, sorry about that, and. Uh, Shook their hand. Next time, laugh. don't try as hard. You the get funny the same, thing is, <laughs> the same outcome. The funny thing is, nobody wants it, so that's why it's stuck at my house. Well, I mean, funny or like they all have wives. I mean, no adults put. Yeah, that wh- in. where the fuck am I gonna put the? <laughs> hey, babe, I got a trophy. Yeah, cool. We don't have a garage, so you want to put that right into the garbage can? That'd be fantastic. <laughs> I mean, look, that thing is tanked. Look dude. over my left shoulder. Left shoulder. Look over my left shoulder. Look over my left shoulder. Oh, the trophies. <laughs> Oh, as you say, who would who the fuck would put out trophies? Well, well there again, they are in the basement where your wife never yeah. goes. Like you know, honestly, I don't even want them out, but I didn't have I, I I I don't have enough room in the garage. I've there's there's two other boxes of trophies in the garage and my from my kids uh, never winning anything. Trophies. Yeah, it's time to get rid is of those. W- yeah, is that what you do? You put the uh, participation trophies in a box? They don't care. No, they, your they kids d- it means nothing care. to them, and that's the thing about all those trophies. They don't mean. Anything it was a big. Kids. I remember yeah. as a kid, though, for me, it was kind of a big deal. Like we would have like a like an awards banquet or whatever. Yeah. At the end of a but you got it because you probably you got a like a place trophy. Like there'd be like big trophy first place, half that size second place, only, and, yeah. and maybe a medal for third place, Most and then everybody else player. didn't. Get, yeah. The only, but it yeah. wasn't everybody. Like congratulations, amazing. <laughs> Amazing for being the most fucking annoying kid on the baseball team because that was the thing. It's just like some of these kids, dude. Their their parents force them to play. Yeah. Sports. Yeah. They don't play. And we're just gonna keep talking. The, but come uh, on. you got over here quick. That's the only congrats. participation. Hey, uh, He's talking about participation trophies like that three foot tall one I got. Oh my god! For what? From for the <laughs> my softball league that I, I was in. Brian took part in a masturbation clinic wow. and uh, <laughs> he placed first. <laughs> you crushed it. The only participation trophy I got as a kid was when you played in the All Star game. Everyone in the All Star game got a trophy. Again, though, again, that you made the All Star team. That's a participation trophy. No, well, oh. kind of. That's second place. That what was first place? Same size. That's why. That's why I call it participation. First trophy. place was a Lamborghini. Like, Third place <laughs> is a set of steak knives. Place Fourth place is Monument. you're fucking fired. I will say though, uh, first place did also get a T-shirt, and quite frankly, I would have rather have gotten a T-shirt. Yeah, because you can either use that to like wipe your ass if you have to. <laughs> no, that no, it, it probably was nothing. a cool T-shirt. I mean, come on, a rec league, you know, softball T-shirt would have been a cool Why are your T-shirt. Black? Huh? Why are your toenails black? Moving on. All right, uh, they're going through some. Th- they're going through some things Brian's right now. Brian's feet are goth. Oh, yeah, they're. Got it. Okay. My my t- my, uh, my these are my teen years. My feet He's are in their teen my, years right my now. My feet are in their teen years. My, okay, Is that a so professional manicure or yes, pedicure? So my wife, every once in a while, she's like, "Let's go get." Um, a manicure. You know you don't have to get paint when you get a pedicure. Okay. They can just clear out all the gunk and Correct. shape them up. Yeah. 
Yeah. The uh, what I do notice is that they wear a mask to cover up the the disgusting look on their <laughs> face of like having to touch man feet. But but well, I think it's any. No, feet. she just wanted me to go, and then she was like, "I really, you know, I, she kind of demanded that I get them painted." And I was like, "You know what? I don't. First off, I don't care. I did do this last year around the same time when we went to Wisconsin. Oh man! And when we were on our way up to my parents, I mean, like in the middle of a very very red part of the state." I was talking to this this old guy inside of like a cheese curd place. We're ordering cheese curds, and I'm and I could just see him looking at my feet, and I'm like, you know, yucking up with them. And then I put my arm around him like to tell a joke, and he was just like, you could just tell he's like, <laughs> get if this, this fairy and yeah, his fucking queer, toenails <laughs> away from me. Just went, Shit. Yeah, he was just. You could just tell him that, that he was just losing his mind, and just get him out. Get there are this some guy parts out. of northern Wisconsin, man. There's a town called Mellon. In northern Wisconsin, Melon, Melon, M E L L O N, I think. Uh, they not Melon. They legit Milan. as <laughs> no, uh, definitely not Melon. No. Uh, <laughs> legit, legitimately, as of two, uh, as of like 1997-98, still had um, group weddings where they essentially married off cousins to cousins. Like they were hillbilly type folk, but in the north. You know what I mean? And a friend of mine, kind of a shorter dude, but like one of those guys that like. A, he's a he's a badass, and he has that short guy complex where it's like, oh, I can do anything. You can do ten times better, and it's like, uh, okay, like he's the guy that you could go, hey, I heard you can't drink a gallon of milk in fifteen minutes. He goes, what? Fuck that, and tries to drink a gallon of milk in Congrats fifteen minutes. Congrats to him. <laughs> but like, you know, uh, he stopped. He's he, dead now, right? No, okay, he actually so make sure he had a job. His he had a job. This kid's name is Dave Bragg. He had a job for a little while where helicopters would drop him into accident scenes that couldn't get literally just drop him. Well, he would rappel down, but oh, they were okay. like. They would like there were accidents. He only scenes. did it once. So he was a crisis actor. Continue. <laughs> Just no, never mind. Uh, point <laughs> no, is, no, no. I'm actually interested in this. So they, why would they repel him in? Oh, I mean, like severe accidents. Accidents scenes. in mountain ranges that oh. you can't get medic medics to. They would repel him in, and he would clean up like body parts and oh, shit. Oh, Jesus. So like he, like he had, he's, he's. I don't want to call him a psycho because he's a friend of mine, but he's like, he's got that. He's like a, he's like a, he's, in my opinion, he's crazy. I'm like, why would you want to do that? He's like, oh, it's fun. You're like, oh, that's psycho. Like, you're psycho. Um, but uh, what was the whole point? I forgot how the story well, started. He started yeah. with milk and northern Wisconsin. Town. Oh, yeah. So he stopped, he stopped in Mellon once for, for like something to drink on his way back through up it's to Ashland. He stopped at a bar to get some food or whatever. And he said he walked in and it was like, it's like a movie. Like, the sheriff was there. And the sheriff, like, everyone would stop. They just look at him. And he just kind of walks to the bar. And he might have been with another friend of mine, Joe, but they both looked like hippies, you know, long hair. And and uh, and they tried to order, and somebody just came over and was like, I think you boys are in the wrong bar. And they were like, oh. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, this doesn't look like where we wanted to go. All right. And they just left. It was, like, okay. easier that than That shit fight. happens. Easier than fight. And this is, like, I mean... And that's not even like racism. That's just like we hate you because you're different. You know, it was just really. You're not family. How do they make any? Yeah, money you're not at my cousin. I can't fuck you. You're not my cousin. That's interesting. So you know, I've always wondered about people that have profits. those. Uh, that's not what they. I yeah, don't I don't think, think that place was open for profits. The whole bar in like. Mellon wasn't really open for profits. It was probably run by a cousin who was married to a third cousin. Yeah, I, th I have a feeling they just built it and uh, it it, uh, it covered its costs after about a week. The amount of yeah, the, exactly. The, the amount of uh, cardboard forty-eight walls. packs or fifty-two packs of paps that they were serving. The uh, um, um, yeah, I'm always fascinated by people that have. To, I mean, those careers of like crime scene cleanup and doing all those types of things that you have to be. 
Uh, you have to be a little detached, right? Like my, you, there's yeah. no way you can't a lot detached. No, I don't know about a lot. I mean, I think it just it helps. It helps. I I have a I have a really good crime scene cleanup story. Oh, I didn't know you. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, everybody you dabbled help, in the field. I, 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 now everyone <laughs> has one, right? Because we're gonna go in the circle. There, but, but what if I just I, I clean up I clean up petty crimes like <laughs> someone's someone litter over here and I clean it up. <laughs> no, I I worked on I worked on a hidden camera show called uh, Room Four Hundred One for uh, for MTV, which was. Uh, um, Ashton, still Ashton's company. It was the same people that did Punk. We just kind of moved over and did this. Uh, it started out as a show that was supposed to be about magic, and it it did stay pretty true to that. But the the magic ended up uh, kind of being a, a way to freak people out and scare the shit out of people, and that's what the show sort of became. So it was a uh, it was sort of like a scare tactics, but like with uh, with magic as the, as more of a as more of a theme. And we did this. Uh, there's a you can look it up online, but there is a illusion called Pepper's Ghost, where essentially, um, not to give it away, but what it looks like if you're looking at it, it looks like if Ed was laying on a gurney. Um, we it's 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 done with a, a mirror glass and a and kind of a side projection that, at one point, Ed will be able to sit up, and. Like we, you use two people, but like it would look like Ed sat up out of his body. Like his body would stay there, and then oh right, right, and then right, a yeah, ghost yeah. sits up. And what we did was we 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 rented out a, a really really shady looking warehouse downtown, uh, Los Angeles. They all are. Yeah, they all are. But this one was particularly creepy. Like I, even I was like, Ugh, I don't like this place. Uh, and we hired we we got it. We got the owner of a crime scene cleanup company in on the prank to prank one of his employees. He chooses his 16-year-old son to prank. So they show up at a warehouse where they think there's been a, a murder, and they're ready to clean up the mess. But when you show up on a crime scene cleanup, the crime has been, like, you're, you're the last ones there. There's no body. You're just sweeping up, cleaning, bleaching, doing that kind of thing. We made it seem so like they the investigation was still underway, and we couldn't have them come into the scene. So we put them in this separate room where they're essentially looking at a dead body on a gurney through through glass. And the dad finally goes, I got to get something out of the truck. And he leaves. And there's a detective in there writing something. And then just the kid. And the kid is just kind of like, like, you know, he's looking around. He's trying not to look at the body, but he keeps kind of looking at the <laughs> body because of his morbid curiosity or whatever. And at one point, as he's looking at the body, the spirit sits up out of the body and like sort of slowly turns and oh. looks at the kid oh. and just goes, puts his finger to his lips. He's like, <laughs> and the kid kind of like, and we're watching all this on, uh, we have cameras on this kid at all times, you know, and like the kid just sort of backs up and he goes, I, uh, I, I, I gotta go to the, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go to the truck. And the detective goes, what? Now your dad already went to the truck. He'll be back in a second. He's like, no, 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 no I, I gotta go out of here. I gotta get out of here. And the guy was like, hey, stop being a weirdo. Sit down. You're being weird. And the kid's like, I, I gotta go. I, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. The kid finally kind of bolts past the detective. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Get back here. And we lose him on camera, but he runs out into the, the uh, parking area and gets into the van. His dad comes in and goes, where the fuck is Junior or whatever? And his dad was kind of a jerk. And, it, and, and we're like, oh, he's in the truck. He's like, what? So he goes out. So we're trying to cover what's in the parking lot now. But the kid is in the car. Um, on the, I don't want to say he's crying, but he's pretty much crying. And he's like, I, I just... His dad's like, what are you doing? We got to go in there. We got to fix it. We got to clean up, whatever. We got to do our job. And the kid was like, you're going to think I'm crazy. I don't even tell you what I saw, but I can't go back in there. <laughs> I'm not going back in there. I don't want you to Poor think kid. I'm a weirdo. I don't want to think I'm a pussy. I just, 
I don't, I can't go back in there. Dad was like, what is the problem? And the kid was like, I, I, don't, I don't, I can't go back. Like he was beyond freaked out. We had to finally come out with cameras and reveal it around the van that he was sitting in. And he was like, it, it was like, <laughs> it was, he wasn't, he was, yeah. At, at that point, it's like, we're all like being sort of sensitive about it. And his dad is like, hey, I got you pussy. And it was like, yeah, your son is kind of creeped out by this He's whole thing, man. Maybe, maybe don't be <laughs> such a dick about it. Because we were all like, yeah, I know, no, it's terrifying. And we have no idea what we would do in that situation. And We don't know why we, we did this. We're yeah, we, we're, we've been rehearsing it all day, laughing and thinking it's creepy. And then it like when it happens at night and like it feels like we had a great, our arts department was the best. Like those guys made it feel like a crime scene. Like it was... You know, if you're a detective, if you're a real cop and you walked into that, you'd probably see, like, a couple of things glaring at you that weren't real. But, like, <laughs> if you don't know any better, you were terrified. But that was, like, that was the only time I really dealt with. They gave me a T-shirt, a crime scene cleanup T-shirt. It's like a, a skull with a bullet hole in the head. And it just says something like, you, you, you make the mess, we'll clean it up or whatever. What? It's like That's so their actual shirt? It's, so, it's, something, it's something like, uh, yeah, it wasn't like, go commit a murder. We're, we're here to it's help you. But it was like... like it doesn't crime scenes don't necessarily mean like drug dealers killed each other. Sometimes no, it's like a domestic that's thing. That's true, but I think they're trying to just like what they do is pretty morbid. And, yeah, but there and could you be have like to be a like, child could have got it's yeah, like yeah. wear our funny shirts. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's what they wear. I think I know, that's what they sell. Just, you know? That's kinda like kind of really poor taste. I don't know, or they give away to people the who uh, the produce well, it. Doesn't the morgue shows. here in LA still have their store? Probably. I shot a commercial in a mor in the Morgan, LA. The one downtown here? The we out the corners the corners uh, office. I yeah. think they well, I think they may have closed the store down, but they used to have a Yeah, we had to we had to shut down uh we were shooting over a fake dead body as like a fake autopsy and we had to shut down uh production in the middle of the day for uh, like a half hour while they brought in two real dead bodies and put them in the cooler. Oh. And we were sitting outside. So when you were doing the commercial eating that burrito or whatever, I was were there real dead bodies behind you in those freezers? There were they said no. They said there weren't, but then they brought two in while we were there. So my guess is yeah. Oh, that is creepy. Because they told us don't put anything on the floor. There's embalming fluid everywhere. Um and then, you know, we I had to put my stuff in another room. And then I was like, oh, so we're in a real morgue. Oh, the director was like, And you're yes. eating burritos? Yeah, I had to go through a couple of breakfast burritos. Oh, that must have been difficult. Uh, well, it was like one bite, and then I was, I was spitting it out, and then I had to drop it in. It wasn't, it wasn't a Joey Chestnut situation. He didn't <laughs> it have sounds to. yummy. Yeah, I ate 74 <laughs> breakfast burritos uh, <laughs> in one commercial. I booked a commercial and set a Guinness World Record. <laughs> we talked <laughs> about the hot dog eating dump. contest before you got oh. here. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Just Sorry, to bring Ed. you up to speed. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. While well, you were at the airport, what are you going to do when doing? the family's Bob gone? I don't know. I got two free days. I don't know. You're going to eat a hoagie or something, maybe? That's Jen. Jen thinks that men, when their wives go out of town, eat just big get sandwiches and chip and potato chips. That's it. I feel like Jen watched a lot of The Odd Couple growing up. No, that was the Cosby show. Wife oh. never lets me eat a hoagie. Remember every time oh, his yeah. wife would leave and he'd be all excited on the couch. He's like, I'm going to drug some women and eat this sandwich. <laughs> no, but I always loved that. But he would bring out that big, huge like sandwich and a bag of chips. And then she would always, she forgot something, she'd come back and he'd be Oh, I was just trying to drug just women. That's good pudding pop. Stick to drugs. <laughs> That's where I got it from. Oh, okay. That's fair. If Cliff Huxtable can and do it. And my dad used to do it, too. Just kidding. Drug what did your dad do uh, when he had time did off? Did you just fart? What was that face? <laughs> what did your dad do when he had time off? Did you guys ever 
put like a spy cam up or anything like that? No. It was the 80s. Oh, okay. Cameras um, were expensive. <laughs> we yeah, back then it been like $75,000 for one I camera. I think he practiced his putt. A VHS machine taped to the ceiling. <laughs> he practiced his golf swing? Practiced his golf swing. Yeah. I will say, though, that... <laughs> Got a perm. Uh, so for me, I have two... And you probably have this, too. It's like because your world revolves around... John's not there yet, but like it revolves around children and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What happens, I think, is there's this it. moment of like you get the free time and you actually shut down. And you don't you know don't what anything. to do because there's too much. Uh, you like all. You like basically have this mental list of all these things that you could do, and then you just get depressed. What, what are some of the things on the list? Or are you like going? Are you talking you about like depressed. hand gliding, strip clubs? Like what no, are we? but no. Just you have to understand. Like once you have kids, there's no such thing as ultimate freedom. Meaning like freedom to come and go, do as you please. Like just like make immediate decisions and be able to act on them. And so your, bo- your, your brain gets used to not being able to do that anymore. So when you actually give, when you're given that, that opportunity, there's an overload. I think there's just a, a, re- a the rewiring doesn't work immediately. And you get depressed? No, you, end up not no, you just, you're like, <laughs> you ah, do anything. yeah, you just kind of go, ah, fuck it. You tool around all day like, I didn't do anything. Yep. A lot, or you prep a lot to go to do this, something, and then you just don't. Because I have this whole list in my head of what I was going to do today. Talk into the microphone, and, and Ed. Today and tomorrow. I don't have an earplug. I know. Today that's what I'm telling you. Talk tomorrow. The there you go. All these things, like all the things around now the house that I wanted close. to do that you're I could do. You're talking too close. I'm just kidding. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, I thought when you would just like lay on the couch and watch sports. Mm. No, but you can do that once your kid gets a certain age anyway. So it's not, it's not about that. It's literally about free, like a, a different type of freedom that you have. That we don't have anymore, and I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm just saying it's like you, you're you're rewired. Your brain's rewired. It's weird because usually you have to be accountable. Gotcha. You, your whereabouts have to be accountable. Accountability, all the time. <laughs> yeah, accountability. And now for the next two days, I don't have to be accountable you to anybody. To, where I'm I'll at. just I can just text you every ten minutes. Hey, where are you at yeah. now? What are you doing now? <laughs> like as an example, better. like you and, and, and Eddie knows this. Like as an example, drop your kids off at school, right? And you're like, all right, I have whatever six, seven hours before I have to pick them up. Yeah. But there's always that part in your mind where like. All right, I'll see you at 10, and you start driving there, and I think that this happened when I was, I planned to go see a movie in the middle of the day. All of a sudden, ring, ring, so-and-so sick, come get him. Like, uh. you can't, like, you have to keep a percentage of your brain. Never prepa- buy tickets always ahead of prepare- time. <laughs> yeah, you, you're always have to be prepared for the phone calls coming in, get back, back in business. So that's which was what I did to my mom a lot when I was growing up. I was kind of a douchebag. Why but you're in trouble all the, the time? The middle school, no. By middle school, I hated school so much that I would fake sick all the time. So I look back on it now. I think I apologized to my mom the last time I was I visited because I, I I did it so much that my mom was like, "We need to get you a brain scan." Like I'm clearly there must be something wrong with <laughs> you. That's playing sick was the best for me, John. I did it a lot. I tried. Watch Gidget and Happy Days. When I was a kid, kid like uh, grade school, I tried. The faking sick, and my mom was like, "Oh, okay, you're sick. Well, we gotta go get you medicine." And I was like, ah, fuck, "I don't want any medicine." <laughs> so she takes me to the drugstore, and while we're in the drugstore, I see this like plastic sword or whatever, and I go, "Oh, can I get this sword?" She's like, "What? No, you're sick. You gotta take this medicine. We're gonna go home." And he, I was like, "I'm not leaving until you give me this sword." She goes, "Oh, Jesus. okay. How old were you?" I was like six, sixteen. I was 25. <laughs> so I go, I'm not leaving until you give me the sword. She goes, okay. And then I watch her w- storm out of the store, get into the car, back the car out, 
And then back it, pull it in really fast, get out of the car, come into this, grab me by the arm, like, we're fucking leaving. It was like, I was like, I pushed it and I pushed it. But like, yeah, you didn't get the sword. I, though. I never really, I did not get the sword. As you're like, pull it out right now, you're like, or did I? Or I'm <laughs> still to this day. Um, I never, but I don't remember ever really, really faking sick a lot. Like, I mean, that one time I was like, yeah, this is, this I is used a plan. To fake sick because I, I, I had a phobia about pooping in public <coughs> toilets. I don't think uh, that's a, that's a, that's a normal phobia. And I would phobia. fake sick to poop. If to come home, so I go home and poop, and they'd be like, "Oh, I feel better, Mom. I'll go back to school now." Like I make her come home from work, pick me up from school, take me home. Like oh, I don't feel good. I'd lay on the couch for like five minutes. Before I go home. I'd go in the bathroom. Like I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'd poop. I'd come out like I feel better. We can go back to school now. And she's like, "Are you fucking serious?" She yeah. had to realize what you were doing. But you right? but probably, that, but that still happens. At the now, time right? in my head, I'm like, "No, I." She doesn't. But You're like Tracy has to come pick you up from shows, yeah, <laughs> bring you home so you can take dumps, yeah, and then she takes you back to the improv. <laughs> I feel better now. I can go out again. She's like, oh, you're a grown man. <laughs> you you're can an go idiot. by yourself and you can poop in a public toilet. <laughs> that is true. I never liked pooping in a public toilet, but I was in first grade, tried to take a shit in the bathroom at my school, and this older kid came in and kicked the stall door open and was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm taking a shit. And like, grabbed me by the, he started shaking me. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, it scared the shit out of me. Did you dream this? Why would he no. start shaking? I remember, Different time like, in our world. I was, I was devastated, man. I never, I, it took me. He was mad that you were pooping? He wasn't mad. No, he was, just, being he was just being a dick kid and like fucking with me. And, and also it, has poop issues. Anybody who does that has some serious. He's probably played with his own poop. That dude, that <laughs> happened at my Boy Scout camp. We see? got, we all got pulled. See, how into this, like, see where this is going, Jen? One Buckle day, up. one like we're all, everyone's having a great time at camp, and the next thing I know, we're all in this one like uh, uh, fucking cabin, and everyone we're getting a talking to because someone had written and smeared their own poop or, or human poop all over a wall in one of the bathrooms. Well, let's go with their own, hopefully. I mean, hopefully, human. yeah. And oh, it was what like, kind of people did you hang out with? This was a Boy Scout camp, and it was like, I, this is my third year I did it, and like, that's the first time I'd ever heard of anything like that. I didn't see the mess, but like they were like, they made a, they were like, this is serious. If you play with your own poop, that that's a serious problem. <laughs> And I'm like, you're <laughs> fucking right. It's a serious problem. You get shit on your fingers. Can I ask you a question? When he was when he was saying that, was he was it was it nighttime or on the fireplace or fire pit? And he was it wasn't he had it wasn't a ghost story. underneath his chin. But it was a grown you man in small shorts, poop, you know. And he played with his own poop, and then he Did was eaten by Eagle the play Scout? with the poop monster. No. No, I went to summer camp a couple years in a row, and then I was like, you know what? I don't like Boy Scouts anymore. I'm missing the A team. It cut dun, into my A team episodes. Dun, dun. I had uh, um. I had that happen when I was in, I think, like, first grade, somebody, or kindergarten. We had the bathrooms were in, in the actual uh, room, and I went in to go to the bathroom. I had to take a pee, and I went in there, and some kid had just sh- had done a four-wall. There was just shit everywhere. Oof. And I didn't want to tell the teacher, and, and I also didn't want to go to the bathroom, Brian so I walked did. right back out. <laughs> and I held that pee, and eventually I was sitting, we were taking a test, and I just started pissing my pants. And I, I, I remember... The kid next to me, the pee went down my leg, and it's there's like a pee river going underneath <laughs> him, and he's and he's kind of like, huh? Who's this? And he's and from? he's looking. He's he's looking. It's just you know, even at that age, he's kind of looking and he's tracing back Follow where the pee is coming from. And I can leg. see him looking at it, and I'm looking at it, and I, and we're both looking at it. And I'm like, and I beat him to it. I was like, where is that coming from? <laughs> Like somehow or another, I thought I got him. I got him because I'm I said something before he said something. So there's no way he's gonna know that 
the kid with the with the kid with his whose pants are completely soaked did not come from him. So I stayed there and I stayed in denial the whole time. And then at the end of the day, I'll never forget. Like my teacher was like, "It's gonna be okay." I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And I just left. Was was the pee dry by the? I I stayed committed. I'm surprised I never became a really good actor because I'm almost for sure that day. Wait, when you say by the end of the day, how long did you sit in your pee? You know, okay. First off, I had no idea. Why did the teacher notice? Again, I don't remember. It was probably I'm only remembering half of it because I'm sure there was some trauma attached to it, right? But I don't. I honestly but just, don't remember. I like remember. how you stuck with your lie. I did. You're like, what? I don't know. Right, it'll be okay. What's gonna be okay? <laughs> uh, nothing. But you know what's interesting about that? I will say because it was the end of the day. Because I do remember that. I didn't go home earlier or anything like that. That you know that just goes to show you how times have changed. A couple things going to your story. A kid does that in the bathroom. They're out of school. That will never oh, happen dude. again yeah. at that school. That kid is kicked out of that school for a while, right? Mm-hmm. With me, the teacher been like, "You got to go home and get new clothes on." Back then, they'd be like, "Well, you're just gonna have to stay in your pee clothes for the rest of the day." So <laughs> well, sorry. Yeah, it depends on how far away you. I lived across didn't the matter. street. No, I lived across the street. I went home and changed my clothes whenever I got dirty at recess. But it didn't matter how close I was. I'm just saying, in the '70s, it was just different. Yeah. Like they just treated things completely different the way they do now. We're don't like that feeling. Don't piss your pants again. Yeah, like, basically. Uh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> They just they saw life a little bit differently back then. They saw life a little <laughs> through closed eyes. My mom did look down on public school kids. That's classist, then, right? Would that be kind of classism? Classism? <laughs> classism? Prejudice what do they call against, that? Uh, when she'd be driving me to school and I went to Catholic school, and if we saw public school kids, she would just go like this. Psk. Like public school kid. Psk. <laughs> Maybe she was trying to get you to be pumped for Catholic school. <laughs> no, she was trying to tell me I'm better than the public school kids. Didn't work. I mean, here you are, <laughs> podcasting into the hearts of America, crushing it. You know, it's funny. I always ask people, um, you know, hey, where'd you go to school? Were you private school? Were you Catholic school? Public school? Like, because I'm always curious, especially when you have kids, like what, you know, where your kids are going to go. And it's, yeah. it's interesting to me that a lot of them are like, I did both. And uh, let me tell you something. I was a bigger drug addict or a bigger douchebag when I went private school and the things that I got in trouble. Like, there was no... There was no hard and fast. Yeah, like, no, but once I went difference. to pr- once I went to private school, I became, of course, the elite of the world. And uh, you know, oh, everybody I know who went to private school ended up becoming a coke addict. <laughs> Jesus, like just became cokeheads because that's they were the, so repressed. Was, uh, no, it was just a bunch of rich kids at like boarding school, like a rich boarding school. They were like, we go skiing, we do cocaine, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, we drink Budweiser in the woods. Okay, yeah. that's and run we when we hear cops, and we take oh, off. Yeah, when I'm we sure hear it's cops. your lifestyle that makes a difference. Yeah. But again, I'm not broad stroking. I'm just saying it's like when I, but when I do ask people, like, was it that big of a difference? Did it make that big of a difference in your life? And they were like, no, it's like public school. You know, you are who you are. You know what I mean? No matter where you yeah, go. Yeah, I don't think it would make a big difference. Because I went to, I left uh, Catholic high school after like ninth grade and went to a public school. Uh, I will say the, the, the curriculum was a lot different. But it also, at that point, it's like it depends on how much you want to learn once you get to that age. Yeah, exactly. eventually so education learn really does become... Wherever you are, it's up a, to you. It, 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 it lands on you as a person. And yeah, like, once you get into high school. I, I, high school, you're like... Because I was still like, oh, man, fuck all this. Like, I don't need any of this shit. And then I got to college, and for the first chunk of college, I was like, fuck all this. I'm just here to party. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to come out of school an idiot. So yeah. I started to, like, pay attention and, like, you know... Which, I it's, it's funny that you would bring that up. I don't know how you see this, Eddie, but I, I've already found, even just with my own kids... That I think that a lot of parents are like, no, teachers need to do more. They need to push these kids harder. They need to inspire these kids more. And I'm like, no, they don't. Teachers. It ultimately, at some point, 
It's your family and you as an individual make need to make a fun. decision. Yeah. Make learning what fun. you want out of this. Stop telling the, all these other strangers that it's their job. That's a huge issue. To to basically create a solid human being. And if they don't, it's all their fault. Oh, no, it's all not parents. your fault. Yeah. And not their fault. It's the teachers. Have you kind of seen a little bit of that in some of the parenting, little, like yeah, the, the some attitude towards some of the, some, the system? Some parents in, the, in my kid's school, they 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 put too much on the teacher to when they don't realize it's the teacher plus the parent plus the the the, the school in general the staff at the school it's everybody combined to educate your child it's not just you can't be like all right from 7 to 3 you're going to be educated and then you come home and you do what i say it's you don't break it up like that it's you have to be involved in that continuous learning it's continuous learning forever right? just even outside school even after school i mean it's you can't expect the teacher to expose your child to everything they need to be exposed to because they only have a certain amount of time in the day. Yeah, yeah. And, they and have a to, lot of kids to deal with. Call me. I'll expose myself to your kids. <laughs> and, they're and they're required by law to cover certain subjects in a certain amount of time. They can only do so much. Right, yeah. First of all, you can't, I mean, and, they're, and they're, they're handcuffed with, like, budgets and the political and horse classroom. shit and overcrowding like and a classroom, shitty principal. And my classroom as a kid, I had... Maybe twenty kids in it. 18, I, I was 20? in a split grade at one point. I was in in first grade. I was in with second graders because they had not enough kids to make well, up whole classes. Colton's class is, I think, twenty six, sometimes twenty eight kids. Wow, that's a lot. I, I I didn't even have college classes that were that big. Yeah, uh, honestly, it's honestly, crazy. I had like basically one on one with my professors. You're supposed to give <laughs> growing children seven, eight, nine, ten year olds individual time when you have to deal with thirty of them. Oh man, in seven hours. And kids, I mean, kids are like Nazis. It's crazy. It, it, singly, singularly, by themselves, they might not be a pain in the ass, but when they get together in a group, you're like, holy fucking shit. You trying to get them to sit still at a desk and do something? Uh, nah. It's crazy. I'd go fake poop if I had to. <laughs> Just get out of there. <laughs> sit in the bathroom and do nothing. Fake poop. It came in very handy when I uh, started working in the temp world. I oh, you got to take naps? I got to go take a the shit toilet nap. Just go sit, in the, sit on the toilet with my pants up. Like, <laughs> a buddy of mine just told me that someone, that someone said to him on the job in production, like, listen, you've been standing around a lot. He's like, yeah, that's kind of my job. They're like, you know what? This, uh, it just doesn't look good. So um, if you don't have anything to do, just go to the bathroom for a long time. And he's like, <laughs> okay. Dude, first of all. So first off, we're both acknowledging the fact that you it's not that I'm not doing my job. You just don't like where I'm not not doing my job. That's so ridiculous. I but mean, I would never say that to anybody. I would so I would weird. do that. What was his job? Huh? What was his job? He, he was a site monitor. He was a mannequin. He's a mannequin. <laughs> he was just managing a site for filming. Yeah, so which like you do have to stand to do. You have to. But but he's doing what he used to do. But he's but his job is to stand around and make sure you're not taking a dump over there, plugging that into the wrong spot, doing like. You're, you do have a job. And it's who does it observant. not look good to? Well, because there was, a, there was a TV on. It was during the World Cup, and everybody was watching the World Cup. And he's like, well, the TV's right there. So, yeah. This I is would, where I'm going to stand. I'm watching the World Cup, too. And they're like, nah. And he's like, okay. So, do you want me to just turn my back to it and just stare the other way? Like, it's just... It's just That's some so people bizarre. just... That, that, but whoever told him that was somebody who was trying to make themselves seem like their job was important. Yeah. So they yes. have to come they over. Because they do, knew so that they, they were literally sitting at a desk or a table going, uh. Yeah, that's dumb. I What I used to do, in, I worked on Malibu's Most Wanted, that Jamie Kennedy movie. Um, and it, we shot it 
out in like a really hot, it was like 100 degrees, 105 degrees for like a, a course of this three, four days. And we were out, we were shooting in a house, but the crew was outside, everything was outside. So I would pass out the, the plate, I would, I would get everyone in line for, for lunch, and then I would eat my lunch, and then I would go into one of the, out, the porta potties, and I would literally like have a contest with myself how long I could stay in there. Because then when you come out, even though it's 110 out, it was like a tropical breeze. Because inside those porta potties was like a gross. fucking hell. So it was just like you just I'd be in there, I'd pee, and I'd be like, okay, I could stay in here for another minute. And then I'd bust out and be like, oh, it feels so good outside. And I you was know, like, if you oh. stay in there too long, you smell like the porta potty. I never had that problem, so I didn't stay in there long enough. You can't smell yourself. No one ever. I was the guy standing by the lunch table, and no one ever was like, "Hey, dude, you smell like a urinal." Okay? <laughs> you ruined food the fuck for But you know what? I got to be honest with you. Like, I don't like. A l- I don't necessarily fall. You know, believe a lot of Jen's theories, but I believe Jen did say something on the last show that came true, which is about Movie Pass. Yes, it ended. And it eventually, J- Jen said, "I think that's not." I, you said something along the lines of like, "It's going to end." And Does by that the mean way, you can't use yours no, anymore, no, no. or just no new okay, people can buy them. But here's the funny thing about it: I want a couple things. One, I just want to acknowledge the fact that you called that out, Thank and then you. I saw that thing come out. Now, did you hear about what happened before they made that decision? No, they listened to our they podcast. W- no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Movie pass presidents in the fucking car, like no. Hollywood and none. I mean, no, <laughs> th- no, this this is what's going to make this whole thing ridiculously <laughs> funny. Sorry, you weren't there for this, but you'll it, it all makes sense in the, in the end. Strap in. They were all before they made that announcement. They had already gone broke, so movie theaters were not playing the movies when the people were in there because they didn't. They weren't getting <gasps> the money. <laughs> they you. didn't get the money, and they were lying and telling people that the film was broke and oh sending people home. My God, Wh- are you serious? Because that is exactly what happened. To I me. know. And as soon as I heard that, I started laughing. They were doing that on because pr- yes. when the guy comes in and goes, well, "The bulb doesn't work," I go, "Get a replacement bulb because we don't have any." I go. It's this a is movie a movie theater, theater <laughs> you fucking clown. Even I have replacement bulbs for fucking lamps at my house. Like you don't have, you can't go into a closet that and pull is out. Hilarious. Isn't that funny? Yeah. That's enraging. <laughs> That's fucking enraging. Uh, and now they won't let me go back and see the Mister Rogers movie with my movie pass because they say I've already seen it. Well, it's registering in the app that I've already seen it. So your movie pass is completely dead now. No, no you can do three no. a month. I can do. You can like do three a month. But they're um, not selling any new ones? And it's select movies as well, right? They've narrowed down what movies they allow. It won't be. They're not going to do the price, piece, price, pi- pike pricing mm-hmm. or whatever they do. Peak, or peak pricing. pricing. Peak pricing, whatever. Pike. Pike's Pete. <laughs> pike. But, they, uh, but, they, but I can still see three movies a month on that pass, which still, it pays for itself if you see one a month. But they used to be you could see one a day. The best thing to do, yeah. uh, AMC, in order to fight, in order to battle movie pass for a movie pass went under is, $20 a month at AMC, you can see three movies a week. Jesus, for 20 really? Bucks. 20 bucks a month. I don't want to see three no movies a week, though. But if you 20 bucks, you just see two movies a month. It's paid for itself. But yeah. You have the option of seeing up to three movies a week for 20 bucks a month. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is like, you know, it's still nine ninety five a month. So it's like we still haven't seen one movie. So I, wait, I, saw, I saw Skyscraper. That's I what still I want to know. Are they not selling any more? They are. You can still buy it, but it's going to be, it's limited. The price will probably go up. So why are they saying MoviePass went under? Because it's no, not. I think they ran, however the system was initially set up, they'd probably maxed yeah, out. Their, Somehow or another, their they business must have maxed model out was something. literally like, here, here's a million dollars. And what do you get? Oops, nothing. I fucked up. <laughs> uh, it's, it, that is like the dumbest, like as soon as, that's why Nicole was like, we got to get this before it goes under. And as soon as I saw what the deal was, I'm like, 
is everyone doing this? Because if everyone does this, how is a movie going to make any money? And it's like, and the, and what I love it now is like, well, the box office now for movies is so much more than it used to be. I'm like, yeah, because the ticket prices is a million dollars. Like, yeah, a movie in 1985 could never gross what a movie today does. Not because it's a worse movie, but because tickets weren't fifteen fifty five to get in. It's yeah. like tickets were three bucks. Like, of course, your box office is going to be less than a billion dollars. Not to switch the subject, but just to bad movies. By the way, it, because it's been summer and I've had to watch a lot of movies with the kids, and some of them are by choice, like old movies like Jaws 3D and stuff like that, just for the fun Beautiful. of it to watch Jaws them. Jaws 3D is but, so awesome. But my youngest wanted to watch Rampage. Oh, have God. you guys seen it? Yes. Oh, with The Rock? It's yeah. Terrible. Oh, I haven't seen it. I'll oh, watch that. Movie. Here's a reason. Oh, I, hey, I oh, 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 I'm not gonna fucking sit here while we badmouth The Rock. Okay, well <laughs> then you can then you can leave the room because oh. here's the thing: it has nothing to do with. I didn't him. think The Rock ever made a bad movie. I it's couldn't figure out why that. I mean, I don't but, watch his movies. Well, but that movie. He is. Or he's a movie star, right? Yeah. And I couldn't figure out why that movie came one out of the movie theater. Well, and you normally can figure out why it didn't. It wasn't in the theaters very long, and it was immediately available. Have you digital. shown your kids The Greatest Showman? No, I wanna, I, I'm not done with. I'm not done with Rampage. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he's gonna rampage on no. you. No, no, I just. I'm not done rampaging on you. Here's the here's the thing about it, and and I'll take whatever whatever he whatever he comes my way. I'm gonna take it. But it's one of those moments as somebody who's trying to make films in this business. You watch that movie and you go, "How come they're not held to the same level of accountability?" Uh, that I'm held to every time I pitch something. Do you the pitch rock movies with it. The Rock? You're missing my point, though. Like, it's not just about The Rock. What about the writing? What about the execution of it? The writing. But my, my, you know what I'm saying? It's like, wh- where, wh- where's, where are, where's the accountability at all the other levels for all those people? That movie like, was you sold look at before there was a script. That was like, we have The Rock attached to a video game, a popular video, video game from the 80s. That's what that was? Write something together. Yeah, oh, Rampage was like a no, Rampage is a very popular video game in the 80s. Yeah, all right. Even but, s- but still. That's all it was. It was The Rock attached to a very popular brand game in the 80s. And he, like, okay. He was in right, Doom, was, too. Okay. Rock, yeah, the Rock was in, was in Doom. Just get I a script together. I don't care what it is. We need to make this. I was going to say, so I'll give that to you. I'll give those two things, like from a business standpoint, The Rock and a video game from the 80s. Yeah. I get, I, okay, fine. But still. The writers weren't held to any accountability whatsoever to write a decent script that actually was cohesive, made sense, and wasn't just like I don't piecemeal think anyone together. Ca- I honestly think at that level, no one give, gave a shit about the script. As long as it was There's had no a beginning, could middle, have. and end, yeah. and people had dialogue, and there was room for <laughs> lots of action, yeah. that's all yeah, that, that's all that matters. Yeah, because people see it. They, that, what, what did I, you I, I think think Like the Fast it? and the Furious. Probably the 15 really. screenwriters on that script yeah. probably had a month to write that thing. Yeah. And they were like, Still, hey, we, we start shooting next we, we're week, shooting, so we're going to need We're shooting script. in May. Okay, it's all April. Of that, you need to write a script. Write Here's a script the thing. Now. All of that makes total sense. But it's still oh, it's awful but it garbage. But it still enrages me at how, like for 18 years out here. It's just it's just hitting a wall after wall. That's what they do. Look, I, it, we are not, oh, the, the four of us, I'm never going to stand here and say we are the most amazing writers or performers or whatever in the business it has nothing to do with That's that. That's very but kind I, of you. Thank you. Thank my you point is this, though. <laughs> I'm glad we're here. Uh, no, uh, uh, my point is this. When we've, we've, written, we've written stuff collectively together that was extremely funny, and we pitched it, and we knew that it was over-the-top funny, and people just stared at us like, no, it's not. And then we saw what they took instead that just went, just went literally down a hill. And sometimes you're like, wait a minute. You didn't. How, you're not holding those same people to the same standards you just no, held us to during people, a pitch. Those people have buzz and heat. And what I'm saying is, but yeah, you but gotta it's get the heat, bro. But it's killing the business. Yeah, but they don't see that. 
My ten year old didn't want to finish watching Rampage. Rampage is gar. It's wow, it's that bad. You know what I mean? Like, and he was like, "Oh, it's rock, and it's like you know special effects." And I'm thinking to myself, "Yeah, you you're probably dumb. You're not gonna you're 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 not gonna care about the storyline and stuff like that." And he just after a while was like, "Did you turn it off and put on an Adam Sandler?" No, he just felt that. You know what I did? I I uh, you know, I uh, um, some of his movies I I actually enjoy. Uh, no, he uh, fell asleep, and then the next day, uh, instead we watched uh, Iron Giant. Good Which movie. is actually a really, really good movie. It's a good movie. Huh? Cartoon. It is a cartoon. There's a story. There's yeah. characters. Do they use the song Iron Man in there? No. Do you want them to? No, I hate that song. That's the worst black well, it wasn't, song. No, it wasn't, it wasn't Iron Man. It was Iron Giant. They used Iron Man in How come Man? they're able to make cartoons much funnier than the comedies they try and make in the theaters? Which That Batman Lego movie is so funny. Uh, you have I love watching with little kids who don't get all the adult jokes they put in there, and I'm Dude, babysitting, teen, and I'm just sitting back there, teen like, cracking Titans up. Teen Titans Go, I was laughing out loud in the movie theater. <laughs> they put some good jokes in them. Teen Titans Go was hilarious. Tonight on Nerd Corner. <laughs> but it's a kid's movie. It's a kid's cartoon that I never watched it's, on TV. No, it's not that. It's, it, it's But it's so self-aware, and there's so many adult jokes. To, like, the last joke of the movie, like, Robin is trying to, like, talk to the audience. Spoiler. Talk to us. <laughs> and and they're trying to stop him from talking. He's like, before I go, ask your parents where babies come from. And then the lights just go black. And they went stuck in the theater with their kids going, uh, That is so funny. Where do babies come from, mommy? I'm like, no. uh, And then the parents have to have Did sex. Did you not in front think of the, the Lego kids. Batman movie was no, hysterical? No, it was. So what I was saying to you is that if I've learned one thing, it's like whether it's puppets or talking animals or cartoons, you can get away with so much more comedically and the way you write when versus when humans do it. Like when I did That's that police and versus pup, police and versus fireman puppet stuff. Yeah. If Old I had fart, done that, farts. if I had done that, and I was like, John's the fireman, Eddie's the policeman, did all the same jokes. I don't think as many people would have laughed at it and would have watched it. No, not because these guys aren't funny. I'm, I'm unlikable. No, because they're put human you beings. In green face and had you fart. I'm just going to continue to say that they just don't <laughs> have the talent to make it in this business. That's all. I'm just going to keep bringing them up for every example. But <laughs> my point is. Ed and John need to pack it in and move back to <laughs> wherever the fuck they came enough. from. It's been 20 years. This podcast move is called The life. Brian, Irwin, and Jen Murphy Show, <laughs> and that's that. Move on with your lives. Um, We're just going to have a lot I'm going to totally change the subject, if that's okay. No, I don't care. I just I just wanted I to talk about you, Rampage for a sec. First of all, I can't wait to see it. I'm going to watch it as soon as it comes on cable, uh, and I'm going to rave about it. I'm going to give it a five-star review. because. What's I, your new subject? I, I want to talk about the uh, Irvine Improv. Uh, you're going to be at the Irvine Improv next week? Sunday. Sunday. What goes into, I want you to tell listeners what goes into, like, someone like me or you has to do the Irvine Improv. How do you get people out there? Oh, what do you I spend do? a couple hours a day begging people to please come <laughs> to the show. Oh, well, that sounds thrilling. And then thrilling. about 60 show <laughs> 60? That's pretty good. That's How many bad. people, do you send emails? Do you? Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. It's so hard. That's funny you ask, because yesterday I was, like, racking my brain. I was, like, looking up businesses in Irvine, like, thinking I should contact them and see if their employees want to c- go to a show for free. That's I tried looking for social groups, but I can't how figure out how I can like post my stuff. Like uh, uh, like battered women? What do you mean social groups? No, like on Facebook there's a lot of social groups, but oh, I can't yeah. figure out how to find it for other cities. Like I should well, be able to get into like, there's got to be like an Irvine you singles. you your address in Facebook to say you're in Irvine and then it shows all the local stuff in Irvine. It's got to be like Irvine singles or like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like people no, in groups and group. stuff. Yeah, but yeah, people. I feel every comic should p- have to produce their own show just so they know how 
freaking hard. Well, notice. right, and I think what I think the 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 common misconception is is that when people go to comedy clubs, they're like they don't they don't think that you have to do anything to get people out. They think that the club somehow promotes you so no. much that those people. But in a in a place like Irvine or Brea or Hollywood, you have to like get people out, it's and because hard. you're not you know we're not we're not names that people are like ooh. Uh, you know, it's you know, it's not like so and so announces a show and then there's a line outside the comedy store ticket window. It's like we have to fucking coerce and fucking bribe and like. Well, you get said for bread. I used to do that thing where you hand out the tickets, but they gave me this last minute and I had no time to make them. Yeah, I did. I printed out tickets, uh, handed out 200 tickets. Of those 200, about 14 showed up. And you did yeah. the first pitch and everything. Well, that those people all showed up. Yeah, I threw out the first pitch. At I a don't, like I've done minor league baseball like, game. Uh, the old Lovitz, I did. I headlined that. I've headlined Melrose, and like you, you took you put all that time in trying to get people to come, and then you do the show, and you're like, it's over. And you're like, okay. And I just don't see why I like get to the point like I don't even want to try to do that anymore. Well, that's why. Yeah, sometimes I don't see the point of doing it anymore. I've stopped asking. Like they offered it to me because someone dropped out, so I'm gonna say yes, of course. But uh, I've really kind of stopped asking for my own nights in like Bray. It just seems like you because yeah, like when I was new, I remember the first time Frank gave me that headline spot at Lovitz. He goes, you know, once people see that like we're putting you as a headliner, you get this is gonna change it. You're gonna get a lot. (laughs) And now, now I'm like nobody gives a. Nobody Fuck gives a shit. I'm it's just another night of comedy, another club, and another whatever. It's just like I don't. But it should. It should matter. It should. Like levity or or manager should be like, oh, they're good enough to headline, but because they'll let anyone headline that fills it. Yeah, they know what goes into. It doesn't that mean spot. you're a great comic because you're headline. It just or means. Good comic, whatever. Yeah, it just means that you can get people. To unless go you can to a like, show. it's like unless. Because the way Frank that probably it probably used to be like that. I don't it think he was lying like that, to me. I think lately it's just got a point of like but anyone that can fill the yeah. Well, Unless nothing seems to matter in comedy anymore. Even if you get, like, the Tonight Show, even if you do Conan, it's like, okay, cool, your set's on online the next day. People can see five minutes of your comedy. But, like, and comedy clubs will use it, but they're not specifically seeking out people that they've never had booked there that have been on the Tonight Show. They'll use comics they already have in their rotation, and they'll promote that they've been on the Tonight Show. But the Tonight yeah. Show doesn't get you a headlining spot across the country. You know what I mean? Whereas yeah. it used to be career-making. You know, I'm doing the Tonight Show, so I'm going to be a, pr- a professional comic for the rest of my life. It's like, no, you might do the Tonight Show and then two months later have to get a job as a waiter. <laughs> yeah. No, well, seriously. No, it's a, yeah. It's not going to make you leave your job. Gotham. Yeah, right. I got, I, I got live at Gotham for the last season, and Ed called and goes, hey, dude, I heard you got live at Gotham. I go, yeah. He goes, congratulations. Get ready for your life to not change at all. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, pretty much. And that's exactly right. You know, you do that, and then people... The f- the fact that people still bring it up, or the fact that people still bring me on stage with punked as a credit, I'm like, Jesus, how far back are we going? <laughs> like, oh, this is what people will know. Like, I did a show the other day. The guy was like, w- so what uh, podcasts have you been on? I'm like, um, I have my own podcast. He's like, yeah, but like famous podcasts. And I was like, oh, uh, I don't know. I was on Bert Kreischer's podcast. He's like, okay, great. You might have rec- you might have heard this guy on Burt Kreischer's podcast. I'm like, I doubt it. <laughs> I even, even, doubt even it. like say a Burt Kreischer podcast. What's the audience on that? Hundred thousand. Well, you're tops? gonna get a lot of followers on like but, social media, but I don't know how many people. But like, even show how many up followers you can you get? Like, him, how many followers does he have? Hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay, spread that out over the entire country. That's point zero 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 one percent of the population. And, like, the, and the idea that somebody's that listened to every. 
Bert Kreischer podcast and have been like, oh, yeah, I remember episode and, seven with this And to this think guy. that's going to fill a 500-seat no. uh, Levity Live in Raleigh, Well, that's not, Carolina? yeah. This, this is a bar show that this but guy asked me insane. that at. But, yeah, you're right. The yeah. thing the comedy that seems frustrating, insane. too, is that I feel like for the past five, six years, it, like, you look at the calendar, it's the same people every year, like, going it to the does, same. It and, does like, feel one or like two that. get added a year. Like, Taylor Tomlinson's the new one now. He's headlining every week. But, I mean, as far as otherwise the improv, it's... Uh, Bobby Lee, Steve Burns, like it's the same comics. You're like, how do you move up? To it that does. Spot? It does feel like um, there, there's a little bit of a uh, kind of a stagnant umbrella that's not allowing new. Well, they're new also people. opening up these giant clubs now. Yeah. That aren't gonna. No one's gonna be able to fill these clubs. It's a little harder. Yeah, that's for sure. And a comic that can fill a club like that will just do a theater in that town for one night. Yeah, make, make twice three the money, times three as times much money, money on one night as they will a week. So why do that club? Yeah, show into show up for town for one night, do your show, do your show, make three out. times the money, and then leave instead of spending four days. Well, there's some of the bigger comics that like to do that because they're working out like a new hour or something. That's why. But yeah, no. So that's basically they're practicing. But but that <laughs> and, and for that, I mean, I would be that was I'm jealous of that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I do but theaters, but like three, I work three. I work my hour. Out at like you know at the Brea Improv in a weekend and like and do spots all over wherever I feel like in New York and like Brian's so quiet on the subject. Did we I don't do stand up anymore. What do you want me to yeah, talk about? Yeah, you do. You're hilarious. <laughs> I don't do stand up anymore. You still do? No, I got kicked out years ago. How long has it been since I got kicked out, Ed? 2008. Yeah. Thanks. Go back to the haha. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> well, Eddie was gonna. He thought you were gonna get Brian into Lovitz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come by uh, Friday night. Friday night Bring 10 people. Bring 10 people. Then have lunch at Bubba it's Gump's. It's going to look like it's closed down and locked, so but that's just... <laughs> so just go <laughs> to Bubba to Gump's. Keep the, the huge numbers out. Have a milkshake and wait for us. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba Gump's. They're understaffed, so they don't want a lot of people in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was... I used to I used to do shows for a, a guy who was... Uh, would, they were basically bringer shows where the comic goes up and is supposed to have to bring people. And, and I would always tell him, like, yeah, I'm not bringing anybody. I don't know anybody. I don't, my friends don't want to see comedy anymore. And he was like, yeah, okay, you can still go up. But he would he would tell me I didn't have to bring anyone, and then he would call me like three days before the show. He'd be like, "Hey man, just calling to see if you got anybody coming out." And I go, <laughs> "I go, nah, I told you I don't." And he's like, "Well, no, I just want, I just need to make sure because I got to tell the wait staff in case they in case they you know I want them to be able to handle whoever comes in." I, I go, get them in the "I go, weeds. I don't think uh, I don't think the wait staff is going to ha- have a problem handling anyone who comes to see me. Meaning you won't be sold out. Don't worry about it." They always like to use the wait staff as an excuse. Yeah, I just need to know how many chairs to put out. I'm like, oh, I'll tell you what. If more than <laughs> 200 people show up, I'll help you put chairs <laughs> out. Okay, I'll I'll wait on tables if I have to. Paying somebody's rent. I was watching uh, uh, I, uh, more really curious to this Moby documentary thing that was on Netflix. I just couldn't find something to watch, and I, I Moby like, I like Moby musician. Yeah. Oh. And he tells a great story. I'm close to Dick. Oh, well, that's who he's named after. He's, uh, he's, he's, I didn't know that. Do you know that he's loosely related to Herman Melville? And I did parents, not know that. And his real name, whatever his real name was, his dad's like, we can't call him that as a kid. It would sound like that really old school adult name. So let's just uh, call him Moby. And he goes, which I'm glad they called that's me uh, Moby instead of Ahab. So yeah. he's like, <laughs> so he said, um, anyway, so he told this story about um, a gig that he got opening up for the band uh, uh, Snap. Do you remember that set? I got the power or something like that. Oh my oh god, yeah. was their big dance club hit? I yeah. Got the power. And he goes, I get there and and I'm uh, I'm opening up for him, and he said, I'm ready to go. I'm backstage. I'm ready to go. And the promoter comes over and goes, Hey, just want you know, uh, Snap's not coming. Uh, they missed their flight. Uh, so you're the headliner now. So uh, go get them. 
And uh, he goes, so here I am uh, being introduced on stage to 3,000 people that came to see Snap. Hey, everybody. Um, Snap's not going to be here, but this guy is. And he goes, <laughs> he goes over there. Hits oh his button, God. and there was it's, it's, some people. The the roadies were so pissed they had already they had unplugged all of his shit. Nothing happens, and so he's up there for three minutes. And he said, "Well, people are throwing shit at him and booing at him, trying to put uh, plug all his stuff back in to perform." And he goes, "And that's when he goes, that's that for me was kind of like that. This is what it's going to be. You're gonna you have to fight your way. You through have to do this for the, a little while. Yep." Yeah. He's like, this is the reality of what you have to go through Dude, if you really want to make opening bands, it. like, that is, a, that is a thing. I My first concert was Metallica on the Injustice for All tour in 1988, and the opening band was The Cult, who had been around just as long, if not longer, than Metallica. And they came, and they're not a bad, Cult is not a bad band. They are a good band. They are musically talented. Their songs are good. Like, I have no problem with The Cult. They came out on stage, and dude, I, it, it was like someone had brought Hitler out or something. And he was like, well, this is going to be your opening act. Everyone was like, fuck you! Like, people were screaming. Why? Like, I, because they just bring Metallica out. They were these rabid Metallica fans. Oh, like, And I'd never, I did, I'd never been to a concert like that, so I was like, uh, this is insane. Is this how people treat the opening band all the time? And then I saw Alice in Chains open for... I saw him open for Van Halen, and I saw him open for the Clash of the Titans tour, and people booed the shit out of Alice in Chains. What are you doing? Is that annoying? Well, you're crushing a can <laughs> into a fucking microphone? What do you think? I wanted to bring you back to the concert, like crushing beer cans. All right. Well, I guess that brings the end of my story. I was trying to create um, the scene. Uh, oh, keep going. I thought he was saying wrap it up. Um, <laughs> it's a, was it the same symbol? Yeah, it kind of seemed it's like it was it like... symbol, but keep going. Uh, <laughs> just, I feel like he doesn't know what to do with his hands. I thought, do they always do that at rock concerts? They always boo the opening? Not always. I mean, not every fan, fan base every is fan really shitty, animal. but like even at Clash of the Titans, which was Slayer, Anthrax, and Megadeth, Slayer, they, they kind of switched up when they went throughout the whole tour. So when I saw them in Wisconsin, Slayer played in the middle. Oh. So it was, it was Megadeth, Slayer, and then Anthrax. And after Slayer... Slayer fans, like we were, I went to go do something. I came back because I was going to watch Anthrax, and Slayer fans were literally screaming at people, "Why are you still here? Slayer's done." And I was like, "Dude, does this guy not see the Anthrax T-shirt I'm wearing? Like, Jesus. what do you mean? Why am I still here? Stop what? yelling at Who me!" Cares like, if people well, exactly. But that was also, you know, 1989, yeah. 1990. Like, suck. you know, Slayer fans are pretty, pretty rabid. They are pretty like. I believe that Slayer fans think that Slayer is the only band there is, and they think that if you ask who influenced Slayer, they would tell you Slayer. That Slayer took a time machine back in time to influence themselves. <laughs> the wild stallion themselves. I, I heard a guy, I was leaving the last Slayer like concert I went to, and I heard a guy go, man, I was raised around trucks with engines in them. <laughs> and I was like, this guy wasn't just raised around trucks that were on blocks. He, he was, was raised around trucks <laughs> with engines. And the whole thing, I, I couldn't figure out why they were having the conversation because they were both peeing on the tire of a car. <laughs> and I was like, okay, they are raised around trucks with engines, so he they know they won't get electrocuted. His parents consummated him in a truck. Probably. Could be. Speaking of uh, peeing, we had a huge uh, uh, tragedy at our house. Uh, you peed your pants again? related. <laughs> yeah, and I denied it, of course. Your even wife was though like, there was a trail. Okay. I was inside watching a sporting event, and uh, my Can youngest you son came specific? in screaming. And, I, and then uh, everyone was really pissed off. And I was like, weren't you guys just outside all playing basketball? Like, the wife was out there, both kids. And it turns out that my youngest was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And, you know, as we're boys, we like to pee outside. 
and he peed all over my wife's zucchini plants and like actual zucchini that she was growing, and she, she was, was like, "You just peed uh, well, on my food." Yeah, it's probably good for it. Well, in the end, I was able to calm down the whole household over the zucchini pee incident. But the best line of the whole thing was my wife was so upset when she was like, he peed on my zucchini and I wanted to eat that. And I was trying to be like, it's okay. But half me was also wanting to die laughing at the he peed on my zucchini and I want to eat it part of it. But and so like after about 15 minutes, I'm like, I need to tell you something. Doesn't I'm like, but you cannot get mad at me. I'm like, it was really hard for me to resolve this issue. Without laughing. Without laughing. Does because she not it was think there's animals and birds and stuff peeing on it the wasn't plant? It was a symbolic thing. It was like oh. she worked really hard on it. Like, it's that whole thing. She's it's still like going to eat it, though, right? We had it already. Yeah, you because oh, you could wash that off, I and then now you're going to peel it? I, th- I think that... Here's the thing. Our dogs have probably peed on it. Yeah. Um, probably the neighbor's cat has probably peed on it. I've the problem pooped is, in your garden. The problem is we haven't been that's watching them do it so in our, well. right in front of us. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's the difference. Yeah, anything. if you saw birds just come and just start shitting all over the food, you'd be like, well, we probably yeah, should have to eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it, was, it was the bearing witness, too. For just like a second or two, did you feel like it tasted like pee? Like, was it psychological? <laughs> There's, of course, yeah, you can't, you cannot help but to th- take a moment. Hmm, it's like eight year old boy pee. <laughs> No, like when they do those studies where they'll tell people half of you are getting an alcoholic drink and the other half is non-alcoholic, but really everyone acts drunk. But really, they're all non-alcoholic. But they say the drunk people still feel like they got a buzz. Yeah, yeah, they've done those experiments with like non-alcoholic beer. Like, yeah, yeah, this is a keg of beer, and then they watch like a fraternity get fucking super hammered off non-alcoholic beer, and you're like, nothing. Super hammered. Well, as long as they still have fun. I mean, that's the most important thing. Like cornhole hammered. Cornhole. You mean the game? The yeah, game the or the, the sex, uh, sex act? I don't know the sex act. Why did they name that beanbag game cornhole? Who? who? Well, because it's a corn bag. It's a bag full of corn, right? And, and you, you put it through the, the hole. in the hole. Yeah, but... That's corn in there? But it's beanbag yeah. toss. Yeah. It might, it's beanbag toss. I think, I think when toss. the game was invented, it used to be corn. Yeah, I, I just thought it was beanbag. Oh, it's beanbag toss. You're a prude. So did the name of that game come before the actual act of cornhole? when they started they didn't... Well, I don't know how long the butt has been called a cornhole. Don't you, Ed? I don't know how <laughs> far back that goes. I think that phrase I don't came know that, from the game. I don't know if that predates. Wait, the do game you, people used to throw bean bags in people's buttholes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, just rub them on the outside. Corn? Is that? Is that? But that what I don't, happens I don't know down what came south? First, corn holing or corn hole? <laughs> the best part was that we, my, my uh, uh, Natalie bought one of those games for my parents. And when it came there, my dad was like, you know what they call this game, right? I was like, oh, my God, my 80-year-old father is like, hey, you know what they call this, right? I'm like, I know. I know. We're bonding right now over like, cornhole. Bags. <laughs> they call it bags. And you're like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, call this beanbag toss. Yeah, no, no, first, no one calls it beanbag toss. And no one's like, you guys want to play beanbag toss? Yeah, you do call it that when you're with your kids. You call it bags. No, no. What, what is cornholing? Corn. That's what I call Ian in bag. In the sex world. It's just a fucking Does dick in your poop chute. Does it involve an ear of corn? Getting cornhole. Oh. Anal sex. Cornhole oh. is your butthole. Getting cornholed. Okay. You didn't know that? I knew if you said stick it up your cornhole, you meant stick it up your butt. But I just didn't know, like, in sex, if it, what it involved stick exactly. Stick it up your cornhole. Yeah, people are in a fight. <laughs> and they're like, oh, shut up fuck you, ma. Stick it up your cornhole. <laughs> yeah. uh, You've never heard that? I mean, I've heard stick up your right. ass. I like to say cram it with walnuts. When I get okay. mad, I just um, tell people choke on dicks. Is there dick. a backstory to that? Choke on dicks? A dick or dicks? That's my go-to when I'm in choke traffic. Choke on a dick. 
choke on some dicks. Like if it's a woman that pisses me off, I pray. Like, I h- please let her choke on a dick. <laughs> Not gag. die, just like get ah, it stuck. Just a gag. <laughs> get it stuck. Get, yeah. I need to call a doctor. I have a wiener stuck in just my mouth. Just pass out, but not die. Why is cocksucker a bad word? Since all guys seem to like it, why is that an offensive? Wh- how did that turn into a negative? It's the well, same it's way as saying, like, pussy means you're weak. That doesn't, it's not the same pussy as. You but know. you know what I'm saying? Like, but still, it seems like an odd. Well, it's because that people were anti homosexual. Yeah. Men who. If you're blew straight other and men I called you a gay. cocksucker, you'd be offended because you'd be like, I don't suck. It's like calling someone a fag I'm or a you're gay. Man. Or yeah. I ate poops. It doesn't, it doesn't, it isn't offensive to a lot of people. <laughs> what was the last thing you said? I ate poops? Puss. Oh. I ate puss. <laughs> What? <laughs> Just eat that puss, man. Eat Jen, you're puss. really bad at being mad at somebody. <laughs> eat puss. <laughs> what? That guy coming off. Why don't you cornhole bag yourself? Why don't you eat puss? <laughs> I'm out of here. It doesn't sound as bad if you leave off the Y. Do you get mad and run out to your car and just honk at people? I'm really bad in traffic. I'm trying to curb it because I don't think it's good for me. I think it causes like diseases. Like almost every, I'm trying to stop. Almost every time I drive, I scream and with the window. Sometimes the windows are down. I Who are you screaming at? I just yell. I'm just like, motherfucker, eat a dick. And then I just yell. To who? The radio? To yourself? Other drivers, so I'm just, dude. I'm just driving. I'm just well, yelling. She wasn't clear out about the it. Window. Come on. Who do you think she's yelling at? When she said at? she had an issue, she may have an issue, Why like would a I real yell issue. The radio? Because you have issues. No, it's just, I feel like lately it's gotten a lot worse where people will, there'll be no room for them to move over, and they'll little, they'll just move over right on top of you. It's so rude. Or why the haze when the guy, you're, you're talking about where, like when a lane like is I, closed I or something like that? I keep getting cut off. When you're driving, you see the guy with the blink, and you're giving that guy tons of time to come over, and then you're like, all right, you're not going to come over, so you go to move up, and then he comes over. You're like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Eat a dick. My biggest pet peeve is the four-way stop people. That the second person tries to take, go right behind the other person that you're letting go, and they're like, "No, I'm going to." They try to. Sneak I'm going through. to. They try to sneak through on their yes. stop. Yeah. They're, they're, it's just like and you, you, I, th- those, those people, I truly believe, will die of an, a heart attack early in life. Like you cannot live your life like that. No, they're constantly. important. They have places to go to. If well, you're that, also, it's too much negative energy to put out into the universe. I shouldn't be yelling asshole every day. No, you, know? you should not. Actually, that's a really good point. Yeah, and eventually, that's even worse. Get if you out. do it enough, oh. guess what happens? It's a numbers game. Eventually, you're gonna yell at a minivan, and guess who's gonna be in it? You. No. John in blackface. No. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Dave, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl's going to be in the minivan, and uh, you're going to regret that day. Uh, he's going to be like, I did have two tickets for you at Backstage Passes. <laughs> Can you imagine if I yelled out my window, eat a dick, and he was like... I've already had know? breakfast, but would you like tickets to my show? <laughs> I'm Dave Grohl. Hi, I'm Dave Grohl. You may remember me from such bands as the it Foo Fighters. It is so embarrassing when I don't realize my window's down and people look at me. Uh, Not people I'm yelling at, but I would like like, you have Tourette's. like if I'm driving down the street and somebody's on a sidewalk and I'm and I yell, and they just like. Oh. The, the reason why I don't yell at anybody is because if they're in a car they, and they're weird enough, they will follow you. No, I so don't. I don't ever, even bother getting into that. I don't game. ever want them to hear than me. I'm very passive aggressive. You also have to remember, I grew up in another state, and we heard that people shoot at each other on the freeways here in California. Yeah. So I also don't. That was a big thing. Like, remember the whole thing ago, about like, hey, if someone flashes their lights at you, don't flash them back. Oh, that's yeah, gang a, initiation. That's a gang initiation. Which I don't even know if that's even true. Tom Clark well, has a joke about that. Don't try it. Tom Clark, <laughs> Tom Clark has a joke where he's like, you know, they they told us when I was getting my driver's license that if someone flashes their lights at you, that that could be a gang member. And uh, 
you know, if you see someone driving around with no lights and you flash at them, that could be a gang member who's going to yeah. follow you and kill you. So, yeah. I mean, just the other day, I saw somebody driving with no lights on, so I followed them and I shot them. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. He is funny. I saw him. It's funny that you bring him up. I saw, he, I, saw he, I was watching the Dodger game. Yeah, and he he's on the side next to that kid. And he posted he uh, had posted on Instagram that he was at the Dodger game, and I start watching the game, and I was like, the ball bounces up in the stands. I go, oh, it's Tom Clark getting all excited about a ball being close to him. So I, I rewound it, took a picture of it, and texted it to him. I go, well, who's this silly little fellow over here getting really close to the ball? <laughs> yeah, I was like, he, he, he took that, that picture. picture? Yeah, yeah, he took yeah he circled it. Yeah, <laughs> That's really funny. I always try to see if I can recognize Manny somebody Machado. in the stands. Yeah, Manny Machado, that's a huge pickup, huh? Are you excited? Uh, I mean, yeah, a little bit, I guess. Are you going to the World Series? Uh, <laughs> as a player? The or Dodgers. <laughs> you get called up? You know, September call-ups? No, I don't go? think the Dodgers are going to make the World Series. What about the Cubs? Maybe. The NL is going to have a hard time beating whoever wins in the AL. The I AL think it's going to be the Foo Fighters versus Slayer. Foo Fighters versus Slayer. The World Series has been changed to a battle of the bands. <laughs> and it will all be opened by a local they, team. They weren't excited about the quality of the teams this year, so we were just going to bring bands to play each other. That, that would happen if it was like, oh, we got a World Series coming It's the Marlins and the Rays. You know what? <laughs> we're just going to do a battle of the bands in a church basement <laughs> and call it a day. We'll get more viewers that way. We need to reopen the Lovitz Club because Dave Grohl went to the Lovitz Club one night. He did. Oh, that's it? So it's we, all about We need just to re... Yeah, because he lives re-opening. in the Valley. He clearly likes comedy, but he probably doesn't want to go to the improv You the said he went to the Lovitz store. Club. How does he clearly like comedy? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think he was there for a Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman podcast. Not for Ed, can, Ed, Ed will find out for you. Thank Ed. you. Find out, Ed. I will. Let us know. Well, I know him and Ralph are buddies because their kids go to the same school. Don't that tease me. Be. Does Ralph Jen's also gonna hang out at that school? <laughs> Where's location, please? <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. Well, when you ask it like that, I'm you're never be, getting the I'm location. I'm gonna become a crossing guard. Uh huh. <laughs> and then every and then kid who walks by, are you Dave Grohl's kid? No. Okay. <laughs> Lady, are you gonna hold the stop sign up for me or not? No, only Dave Grohl's kid. Keep getting hit by cars. Jen, my mom was a crossing guard. My mom was a crossing guard for a grade school. It's just volunteer, right? Yeah. Well, no, she went. She went through a Navy SEAL <laughs> course. That's how uh, and then, uh, John got his college paid for. She had yeah. to do. She just did uh, lift. <laughs> she did <laughs> kettlebell kettlebells on just her right arm, which she was going to hold the sign with. <laughs> she held one of those giant stop signs. I'm kidding. I could see Jen doing it with extra lipstick. That's like that's just kind of sliding off of her lips <laughs> a little bit towards her nose. <laughs> so you see Jen doing it as an insane person. <laughs> Why would my lipstick be smeared? Because you're crazy. If you become a, if you become a uh, a crossing guard to try to meet someone, <laughs> to try to meet their kids, maybe that's not a little bit weird. Crazy. Why don't you try Christian? It's not that crazy. You guys, it's like you've never Christian seen Mingle. an 80s sitcom. Because that's a total thing that would happen on different strokes. Oh, Mrs. Garrett passed away. Yeah, she did. Rest in peace. Charlotte Ray. 92, though. Good good life. Man, good life. Dude, you take the good, you take the bad, you Todd take it Bridges. all. Oh, there you God, have. Todd Bridges. Todd Bridges posted a picture. So Everyone in it was dead except for him. Uh, Todd and Bridges. he would have been the one you would have thought for sure. Todd Bridges has outlived them all in, an, them all. in an amazing, an amazing uh, turn of events. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah that he is would have been like first in the Deadpool. You would have thought. I'll, I'll say this though: the redhead kid who played Sam is still alive. That doesn't count. Yeah, people aren't counting. That's like cousin Oliver still yeah, being alive. It's, it's yeah. like yeah, no one gives a she shit. I mean, no offense to that guy, and I'm glad he's still living and all. Well, that he was. Kind of he went on stuff, to act more. He was on that Salute Your Shorts on Nickelodeon. He was. He did a bunch of stuff after that. If you say so. But Mr. the point D, is, Mr. D, Mr. D, Mr. D is me, Sam. Hi, Mr. D. 
Jen was appreciating. He had that was his impressions. Do you have any impressions this week, by the way? Yes. Oh, you oh you do. I've been working on my character. Oh, You've been working on a character? you know what? I can't think of a better way to to close this. Out. Oh, I do. I want to bring up one thing before you do it. So I saw Ralph uh, uh, tweeted one thing that um, has made me a little bit reluctant about doing. What? Uh, he said he went and saw the movie Christopher Robin. He's like, you will oh. cry. You will cry. He and, lost I'm, it. And, I'm, and I'm like, God, he, my kids really want to see it. I'm like, but do I want to be bawling in a movie theater with my children? He lost it on the podcast talking about it. Are you serious? I was I was going, a huge Winnie the Pooh guy growing up, and right that's what now. I was worried about. Because um, Pooh was like his first stuffed paper that his mom gave him, and his mom passed away like six, seven years ago. So he's got like a strong attachment to that, and like he was losing it. On the podcast, I'm like, I don't know how to make this funny. <laughs> That's because you're a human Eeyore. How so he's like, what do I, what do, I do here? How I got Eeyore next to me. I'm crying over when <laughs> I do this. You're a human Eeyore. I take offense. <laughs> oh I, t- I take offense to I that. That's hilarious. But yeah, it's apparently like, yeah, if you have like any it's sort a very of emotional. To, like if that's, yeah. You'll lose it. Did he also, say it was also a good movie, or he says he has no idea because it's crying very all like, the time. It's, it's like it knows what it's doing to you, and it just <laughs> does it. Like it's not like beating around the bush what it's trying to do to you. Uh, it's like if we're trying to make people of our age cry, okay, and that's what it does. Do you uh. think it'd be fun being an actor, acting with stuffed animals? Well, that's the thing is you're not. I th- actually I find that to be probably some of the most difficult acting is you watch all I the mean, CGI yeah. stuff. When I no, but it's, it's all. I'm assuming. Well, maybe they have something. I saw some there, behind the scenes where he's talking to the stuffed animal like in a forest. Yeah, because like, oh, you have to talk to something, right? Yeah, and you have to, and you have to emote. You have to be a human being. But even even shit like like I mean I joke about it, but I I I saw Sharktopus and I stopped Eric Roberts at the gym and I was like, hey man, I saw you in Sharktopus and he was I go you were great and he goes. You know, it's Shark it's really ha- it's really hard uh, acting in front of a green screen. I go, dude, you made it look effortless, and he was like, thank you. And honestly, I mean, yeah, the movie is what it is. It's Sharktopus, but like, at no point was I like, oh, Eric Roberts is yelling at a green screen. Eric Roberts is standing in front of a green screen. I was like, oh man, he's there's a Sharktopus coming at him. There's a Sharktopus. Oh my god. Oh my god. There's a Sharktopus <laughs> coming at him. Get out of the way. That's a, the greatest line of this show today. Was I saw <laughs> Eric Roberts at the gym, and his I said to him, hey, Eric. I was you know, I saw you in Sharktopus. Dude. Like, of all the things he, he would have so thought anybody would have ever said to him was you, John Huck, coming up and going, hey, man, I saw you in Sharktopus. I just want to let you know. He, comma, stopped. He was using the peck deck. He stopped he what he was doing. What else would he be using? The peck deck. He took his sunglasses off because he had them on inside. Why would yeah. he? <laughs> he did it. Yes, he did. Uh, Why did you get rid of all this in the first part of this story? With this, and work? then because I thought I've told this story before, but then like he did a pop a coke after that, <laughs> and then after that he comes up to me after that every day when I went to that gym he would come up to me and fist bump me. Wow. Yeah, I, I'd be, a shark I, to push. I could be watching something. On, I'd be on a treadmill watching like baseball or something. He 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 tap me and go, huh? Pretty good, huh? Fist bump. Do you think that would happen like, if I told him how much I loved him in Sex in the City? Probably. He'd fist bump you. Yeah. Me and Johnny tried to get him to do, we were going to do like a Between Two Ferns, but we were going to do like a treadmill show where we were just walking on treadmills and the guest was in the middle treadmill, like wondering why the fuck we were on treadmills the whole time. So it was like, we just wanted someone who was kind of a straight man. So I was like, hey, I pitched him the show idea. And he goes, and he stopped fist bumping you? He goes, oh, that, that, <laughs> he goes, that's funny, but I don't, I don't think I'm your guy. I'm not really a comedy guy. I go, that's kind of the beauty of it. You just be you, and then uh, we're the comedy. And he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm your guy. And I was like, okay. Shark, yeah. And then you, you yelled, then you said, remember that part in Shark Sharktopus, fist bump? No, I didn't. Did you ever fist bump again? Mm, oh, yeah. No, no, no. He wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> mad. I mean, Johnny always texts me. He's like, I saw Eric Roberts naked in the locker room. 
Okay, that's different. He's, he saw How his, many times? He saw Eric Roberts' Sharktopus? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but he doesn't call it that. Penis bump? He doesn't call it that. Penis bump? Yeah, was he wearing his sunglasses when he was bump naked? Bump up his penis. Was oh, he only I thought you meant like do a bump up his penis. No. Did he have his sunglasses on when he was naked? Probably. Okay. Penis penis right if he did, on. and then when he saw John, he peeled him off. Put him on his penis. Put him on his penis. on my penis. Do you want me to fist your... No, fist bump. Don't fist it. Don't do that. Dad, if you're listening, turn it off. Turn it off, Dad. Dad, turn off it right now. What are you guys doing? I'm telling my dad to turn fist off the podcast right now. Okay. Yeah, what with the fingers? Spreading the penis lips and yeah. pushing the fist in. All right, That's Dad. How you get in the right. penis hole. Is it good? All right, Dad. That's All right. Cornhole. And Not a doctor. And cornhole. And we're back, Dad. We're back. Okay. Sorry. Uh, There's a national uh, cornhole championship on ESPN. Yeah, I know. ESPN has stopped showing sports. It's like, here's a spelling bee. Here's bags. Here's fucking an eating contest. You're like, ESPN has become what MTV became in the 90s. Yeah. We're not MTV anymore. Here's a reality show. Yeah. So ESPN has stopped doing sports, and now they're doing other shit. Yeah. What's your impression before we go? I want to wrap up on impression. Yeah, what's the character? Okay. It's not really... I haven't worked on it that much, so All it's right, then never mind. So what no, else? No, no, definitely. <laughs> we'll but do it now, and then we can see the progression. It's yeah, a it's the less developed, podcast. the better. It's a detective Okay. from like South America. Um, okay. Like really like badass lady detective. Where, okay. Where, where where does this you just come up with the idea for a character and then badass it just, it lady does, protective? I just envisioned it. Okay, so South Africa. So it's on your vision board yeah, South at America. home. South, South American, American badass lady detective. Yeah. Oh, okay. Who All likes right. tequila? Who okay. Likes tequila? And is okay. what what scene are we about to see here? What What's is she happening? doing? Yeah, she's interrogating somebody. Okay, Who is she interrogating? Okay, interrogation so room in Mexico, maybe. South like America. South America. Chile. So okay, Chile. 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 Do you need somebody to work off of? You or are you just gonna, yeah. Or do you have a monologue in mind? No, just, just, just one line. Just one line? Yeah. Or you okay. can be the no, person. No, no, no. Let's, let, well, let's start with the one line you first. You can be the person I'm let's, interrogating. First off, let's, let's, we'll start with the one line first. And we'll, we have to build from there. We'll have to build okay, off. Let me see if I can get her. So Brian's been muling drugs in his asshole. Summon her up. In my cornhole. In his cornhole. Turn it off, Dad. And we're back. Why did you put all the drugs in your cornhole? <laughs> what? That was South American? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right, okay, okay. All right, here we go. Okay, so that You're like an <laughs> angry leprechaun. <laughs> Why did you put all the drugs in your cornhole? Corn boy. No, Take them out. No, it was like... It, it, in my head, I heard it like, Hey, Essay, why did you put all the drugs in your cornhole, Essay? Okay, again... <laughs> First of all, none of it, none of that makes it Chilean. Um, And what? Hey, essay, what kind of are you using the street slang so that they respect you? Yeah. Hey, essay, you put drugs in your cornhole, essay. Yeah. But see, she's like a sophisticated. This is the most racist episode of the show we've ever had. It's not racist. It's an accent. It's not a good accent, which makes it offensive to my ears. You really think that sounds South American? How would you do a South American? Oh, first of all, I don't claim to be able to do that. Okay, so here we go. So first off, we have to set this up. I'm hoping this is going to work. I'm going to give you some theme music, and then I want, and then, and then. uh, So here's here's what I want this to do. Okay, so the, the scene's going to open up with you stopping a Scottish burglar. Okay? Am I still Chilean? Yeah, you're the, ch- you're the Chilean. Chilean. Whatever, what's the name? What's your character's, what's your character's name? What's your character's name? <laughs> She's a chillin' Chilean. What's your, what's your character's name? She's a chillin' Chilean. What's her name? 
Horatia. Yeah. Okay, Horatia. so Horatia's on the street. <laughs> no, you mean right. horchata. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, no. okay, it doesn't matter. She's not there. All right. So go ahead. Wait, go is ahead, she also Jen. doing the Scottish character, too? Yeah, yeah. Go. Why did you put all the corn holes in your butthole? All right. And then now you Put it, any corn holes in my butthole. I just put them in my drugs. You put the corn holes in your drug hole. No, I didn't, lady. I swear I didn't. I'm innocent. I just was... <laughs> Can't laugh. Tonight on Campbell's Playhouse Radio Hour, one Chilean, chillin' Chilean, questions, I guess, a Scottish person. <laughs> I guess. About putting cornhole in their butthole. About putting cornhole in their butthole and corn in their drug hole. You got your holes mixed up. I know. All right. Okay. On the next one. Okay. So on this next one. Oh, we're doing more? Yeah. Because they're so good. All right, now these guys, uh, it turns out that the Scottish person... Uh, can't one of them play another character? Yeah, so the Scottish person actually turns out, okay, uh. is is um, FBI. So now they're working together, okay? okay? And they're working together. And John, John is an, just your average San Francisco street thug who's strung out on heroin, and you've had enough. You're trying to clean up the streets, okay? okay? So hold on, hold yeah. on, I'll let you know. San Francisco streets? Or yeah, Chilean San Francisco streets. Hey, All right, man. go ahead. Hey, man, get off my back, man. Oh, I've had enough of this essay. <laughs> you got to clean yourself. Wait, I got <laughs> to clean myself? Clean, your, clean yourself up. What we need to get is some help. Orange, orange. <laughs> She's having a stroke, Brian. Make her stop. Hey, man, you know where us. I can get any more her- heroina sticks? John, 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 we've been going through this since you're a baby. Well, what? you know him since he's a baby. I've known him since he was a baby. He's always had a drug problem. Has this turned into a Benny Hill sketch? <laughs> oh, yeah, you since you were a baby. <laughs> I'm Chilean. <laughs> I don't think you are. All right. Uh, you know, you lost right. Horatia. <laughs> if you ever had her, you definitely <laughs> lost her. You definitely lost her. All right, in this next scene, Horatia. Tonight on acting <laughs> class, what not to do. All right, so in, in this next one, it's it's an Irish gangster and a Scottish gangster who start fighting over. Huh? You're way, yeah. you're way. Oh, are you? Yeah. These are the ones you're good at. Oh, way better. Oh, good, 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 good. And John, so actually, you guys are all detectives. You guys are all detectives in San Francisco. John. John is your boss, and he is really—he's just—he's your typical he's angry. You're a loose cannon, Murphy. Uh, that's right. And so he's going to talk to you, and then you got to—you have to respond to his questions. It's and then Murphy. in the end, oh Murphy and in Haggis. the end, they get to meet their new, their new, uh, um, their new partner, Horatio, whatever that thing is. Horatio. Right, so how many Horatio. people are in my head right now? Three. But the first two we're going to be talking to, I'm going to talk to uh, O Murphy and Haggis. And okay. They're both yeah. detectives. Yeah. Okay. O, o Murphy and O Haggis. Here we go. Horatio, but first then. Oh, Murphy, I'm tired of you. You're a loose cannon. Haggis, what? you got a controller. What? I'm not a loose cannon. You're not a loose cannon. What? No way. I show up every day to work. You show up smelling like a whiskey. No, I don't. I don't you even. You sound like Nanny McPhee on meth. Horatio's in. Horatio. Hey, guys, chill out. Chill out? Because I'm Chilean? 
Is that where? And, and she wants, I eat a Chili's. Chill out. I'm Chilean. And in closing, she introduces them, everybody to her husband, Forrest Gump. Oh, my God. That was Forrest Gump? Well, that was. I didn't even. Tom Hanks, is that you? I couldn't even. That was Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yeah, tell, everything up leading up to the Jenny was, I don't know what that was, but the Jenny was sort of Forrest Gumpish, yeah. Thank you. That's good enough for Jen. Uh, well, that's the show, everybody. Uh, thank you for all the, thank you for Haggis and O'Murphy and, <laughs> and Eric Roberts and everybody. H.R. Shark and Puss. What was the name of the show? Shark to Puss. Oh, Shark to Puss. Shark to Puss. It was a movie. Came out before I've Sharknado. Never seen it. Oh, it's beautiful. A shark and an octopus are bred Eddie's to be drained. together and used as a weapon oh. by the military. Oh my god! Remember to um, watch Rampage. Watch Rampage. Uh, don't see Winnie the Pooh. Uh, apparently, you just want to cry. Um, see Jennifer okay. Irvine Improv when doing <laughs> doing her impressions. Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Uh, yeah. August. August twelfth. August twelfth uh, is be a at Sunday. The Brea Improv on Thursday. Thursday, Brea nice. Improv. Thursday, August 9th. Eighth, ninth, ninth, ninth. Uh, I'll be at the DC Comedy Loft August eighth and ninth. Oh, sweet. Um, guys, get out, see some comedy, even if it's not us. You know you wanna. Brian. Brian, what do you got? Where going can we on? find you? I'll be coaching my kids in football in the playoffs. Getting and, some more uh, trophies. Also getting ready to prep them for a uh, baseball fall ball season. Fall ball. Yeah, and uh, be dropping the Saturday. kids off and picking them up from school starting next week. So. And that's not a yeah. euphemism for pooping, right? Yeah. That's something you're <laughs> the actually pool. doing. That's the pool. I'm sweating from all this impressions. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, impressions are not easy. <laughs> How'd you lose so much weight? If I do like I six do, like, impressions now a day. I know how Jeff Dunham feels. Now I know how Jeff Dunham feels. Yep, he's always sweating because he's doing so many voices. <laughs> you really nailed it. Oh, now, if you could only like get that paycheck. Into, like, one workout, that would be the Jen Murphy workout tape. Yeah. <laughs> First, we do Haggis. And then we do O Murphy. They sound like the same. Just keep doing sit-ups. I lost 20 pounds using the Jen Murphy impression tape. My family doesn't know what I'm talking about, and I've been... I've been committed. <laughs> I've been committed to a loony bin, but other than that. They put me on lithium pills. It comes with a free stip- stick of lipstick that you can put all <laughs> you over can your just face. Put wherever you want. <laughs> Came with deodorant, too, but I, did, I put that everywhere but my armpits. And a crossing like, guard stop sign at no extra cost. <clears throat> Props. Don't use deodorant. That causes. Um, goes in your pores. Oh, yeah. Don't use deodorant. What? It causes you to not this smell is your like new shit. Thing? This is your leave behind? It can this cause time? cancer. People have been using it for like 100 years. And there's cancer. <laughs> Don't eat food. Don't breathe the air. Cancer. <laughs> There's cancer. Uh, aluminum. Aluminum-based deodorants are what you shouldn't be using. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, not just don't use deodorant. So read the instructions. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's subway ride I don't want to be taken. I use butter. Oh, cool. Seinfeld? Great. You put butter on your armpits? <laughs> no, you do not. Do you, sha- do you shave your armpits? Yes. I'm not an animal. Oh, so what you're saying is... She's not an animal. Oh, okay. But if she had to do an impression of one... It would go a little something. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm not an animal, but if I had one as a dentist... It would go a little something. All right, all right so on the way out, Horatia needs to tell her uh, her partner... I'm just not good at that accent. It doesn't go tell Horatia... You're or, the one sorry, no, no. said you were. Here. Oh, no, 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 no I got it. No, no, oh, it's a work I have a better one. I have a better one. In closing, been to Chile yet. In closing, Chile. Forrest Gump tells his girlfriend to sh- uh, Jenny to shave her armpits. Okay, in closing. After Horatio? No, no, d- skip Just her. Now? Just do Forrest Horatio's Gump telling done. Jenny to shave her armpits because she's a hippie. 
Yeah, no. Oh, that, you shaved your armpits. <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, that's the show. I'm not going to. We got to end because that was Some too dogs much. Just need to be put down. That was too much like Tom Hanks is in the room with me. <laughs> I don't even know how to feel. Uh, thanks for listening. Go see live comedy. Eddie Brea Improv, August 9th. Jen Brea Irvine Improv, August 12th. John DC Comedy Loft, August 8th and 9th. Uh, have a great week, guys. Uh, <laughs> just try to just always imagine Jen's impressions, and you'll you'll smile. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe.